0: My name is Matt Brown. Played better throughout the rest of the game. Uh, hope it's up to your standards. You played
1: a lot, man. <laughs> okay. you, you played very well, though. Okay. We were very happy. A, I, I didn't know it was a poor man's anything, but by. Oh, know, he heard okay. that. He's listening. I heard about it, <laughs>
0: And Let's start the show
1: and put the work in and um, like you've seen I mean them, the Steelers fan came came and
2: they showed out today in our stadium and we sent them home um, and I think our, our fans felt the energy like man we, we ain't playing today.
0: Body. The world is a better place because you are here to join us. My name is Matt Brown, and I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. Today's date is Wednesday, October 4th. This is your first show in the month of October, your first Productive Conversation in October. And we have a very intriguing NFL weekend to talk about. And we are at episode 270 on the road to 300 episodes, just 30 to go. And let's get to it. So before we get into that and talk about Week 4 in the NFL and look ahead to Week 5. I just want to remind you to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasting platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding this show across all social media platforms. We're on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast. Twitter at ProdConvoPod.com. X at Prod Convo Pod, and we're on TikTok at Productive Conversations and Facebook at Productive Conversations. I hope everybody had a good weekend. I certainly did. Once we got through all that rain on Friday, Saturday went up to Rutgers, or I should say went down to Rutgers, and checked out Wagner versus Rutgers. Now the score wasn't pretty, but I got to see my youngest brother play in that big stadium. So that was awesome. He really has a great future ahead. I really believe in him. So he was... So we got to see that. Sunday, I watched all the games for Roshan's birthday. My very good buddy, Roshan. We watched the games with a bunch of his friends at Yard House. And they were very fun games to watch, let me tell you. Then the 4 p.m. games got rather intriguing. I was able to watch that back at home. And then uh, Sunday night, which wound up being more entertaining than we thought. And then, of course, the tragedy that took place on Monday. And we're going to open with that. So there is a lot we will get into from the New York Giants looking like they do not even belong in the NFL, Zach Wilson saving face and maybe people have more optimism towards him, the Broncos got their first win on an insane comeback, CJ Stroud is him, the Buffalo Bills humble the Miami Dolphins, there is a lot to talk about and more with this week in the NFL. Won't take up too much more of your time because there's a lot to talk about. Nico is here. Hayden is here. Alex Rinello is here. So let's talk about week four in the NFL and look ahead to week five and make some picks for you. So here's our productive conversation about this intense weekend in the National Football League. Alex, Nico, and Hayden, it's your guys' turn. Here we go.
1: This is a very productive conversation
0: Welcome to the world of October. The NFL's first month is officially done. And nobody expected the results we have received so far. So week four was intense. There are more blowouts. There are teams saving face. There are teams absolutely collapsing. So it's time to have a productive conversation on all of that. We have a full house tonight in Alex Ronelio. What
1: up, man? Happy to be back.
0: Bars the God.
2: Yo, you already know what it is.
0: Hayden Nadler. Hawaii. And for his debut on the NFL panel is Nico Nocera. Who
3: What's is? going on? How's it going? Looking excited. Excited to be here.
0: All right. Let us mesh this diverse group well together and let's talk about. Week four. Now, I genuinely didn't expect to open with this, but because the beating was so significant, it has to start with Monday nights. With Monday night football, Seattle Seahawks playing the New York Giants. The Seattle Seahawks win by a score of 24 to 3. The Giants get closer to putting the nail in the coffin of this ugly season that has taken place, a very bad and ugly loss at home. Daniel Jones looks like the old Daniel Jones. And I myself was very, very confident he wouldn't have the season that he is having right now. The fumbles are back. The interceptions are back. Bad decision making and it is not looking pretty. But at the same time, when you have an offensive line who allows 11 sacks on you and always running for his life, it's hard to really make a fair assessment because he's always running. So DJ didn't help. The Sacks didn't help. And um, you can argue that the New York football giants are the very worst team in the NFL in terms of... Having a defense who can't tackle in terms of a offense that will not score. And besides maybe the kicker, there is nothing pretty about what the Giants are going through right now. Especially against a Seahawks team that was weak to begin with. So one thing I know people want to discuss is Daniel Jones's play. And I'm on the contrary in saying that I am aware that he is not playing well. In fact, his play is concerning. He gets paid and he is doing nothing to show that he deserves the paycheck that he's getting. But again, if you have an offensive line that is not protecting you and running for your life, not even Patrick Mahomes can last. So does anybody want to contribute to the Daniel Jones part of this conversation?
4: Oh, I'll start on this one. I mean, I'm saying this right now loud and clear. You cannot be a Daniel Jones apologist and a Zach Wilson hater. You just can't do it. All right. Daniel Jones has fewer passing touchdowns, more interceptions, a low uh, and a and a uh, and a worse pass rating right now through a quarter of a season than Zach Wilson does. Okay. This man is making a hundred and sixty million dollars. Okay. It is a crazy contract that he's getting. Okay. And and to be honest with you, if he doesn't play well this year. Joe Shane's job is going to be on the line, and it should be. He got a ridiculous contract for being mediocre for the first three years of his career, and then and then he had a good year last year and made the playoffs and won a playoff game. All right? that's. I mean, that's honestly, to be honest with you, if Daniel Jones is going to get five years, what makes you think the Jets aren't going to stick with Jack Wilson for another year? Like, I'm being dead serious on that. Like, Daniel Jones got five years to be mediocre as crap. You know what his record is as quarterback right now? His record as a starting quarterback is 21 and 34. And that man's making 160 million dollars, like, just absolutely crazy to me. And I'm not saying he's the the world's worst quarterback. Obviously, he's going to play better than how he's been playing. But through a quarter of a season, if you would have told me Zach Wilson has a better has a better quarterback rating than Daniel Jones through a quarter of the season, and that man's making 160 million dollars, I would be say you're you you need to be locked up in a in a mental asylum. Like you're you're out of you're, you're crazy. But. I mean, that just goes to show you, like, they're not getting the returns on the investment that they put in for Daniel Jones. And it goes – it, it kind of goes to wonder, um, is this man Joe Shane really the GM of the Giants really need? Because he overpaid for this quarterback who I believe is pretty mediocre. Um, I think he can be great at times, mm-hmm. but I think the, the first four couple of years have been a little bit mediocre and left a lot to be desired. That's just me. I,
3: I agree well, with, I don't, with the medi- mediocrity um, aspect. I agree. Um. I, I do think the Giants problems are four four more more worse than uh Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones, in my opinion, um that game versus Minnesota last year in the playoffs and last season, there's a lot of potential. Um He's running for his life every single play. I do believe the Giants had a lot of success yesterday when Daniel Jones taking a one-step, two-step drop, getting the ball out right away. Um, and I think they got to continue doing so moving forward. Um, I'm not completely out on Daniel Jones, like a lot of people are saying. 11 sacks, someone's in his face every single play. Um, he has a young, his receiving core, strong Shepard's not all young, but he's old. Um, Darren Waller only had two targets or something last night, which is ridiculous. you got to find a way to get your best playmaker involved. Um, Hyatt as a rookie as well, got to get him more involved in the field with Saquon coming back out of the backfield. as a check down option, letting him get the ball out quick. Um I do think Daniel Jones could um improve. However, for the giants, doesn't get easier from here. You're going at Miami and at Buffalo in the next two weeks. Um Fortunately for the team as a whole will be bad, but Daniel Jones, I think will show signs of life in these two games, in my opinion.
4: It's just, what are you going to say? Like it's a Daniel Jones problem. Like, sorry, sorry. Do, do you want to go bars or uh, real quick? I just want to touch in. Um,
2: I don't believe that we should just toss Daniel Jones to the wayside, like, off-rep like that. Like, if you look at the stats, Daniel Jones threw the ball fairly well, minus two picks. So you got to look at it and say that the Seahawks' defense had a great game. Bro, you you got to look at it and say, say that.
4: threw it fairly well, um, minus two picks. Come on, bro. We threw a pick six. I mean, they're, minus they're two. I mean, three, yo. They're going to – take a one-score lead. They're going to make it a one-score game. It's yo, six. going to six. Yo. I, I like the five-yard line. He had
2: 110 passing yards. Like, like seriously? Like, you have to kind of just give this game to the Seahawks' defense. Yeah, Daniel Jones did have his mess-ups. I still think he's a better quarterback than Zach Wilson. Come on, man.
4: Oh, I mean, like, I'm not, I'm not like, disagreeing with you, but if you're looking at the numbers right now, Zach Wilson has... Numbers are better than Daniel Jones. That's just a fact. He has a higher... Who's got a better offensive line? Better offensive line, the Jets offensive line isn't good either. Okay, you can't be, like I said, you can't be a Daniel Jones apologist. Jones is and running. A, and for a Zach his life. Hater. It is the stupidest argument I've ever heard. I'm gonna. He's you like, he's like, he's like, you need to $160 million. You prairie, need to up your game. Okay? Just waiting to That's, by it. That's it. If you want to get paid, you have to be amongst the elite in the NFC. You have to compete for San Francisco. You have to compete for. House. Not saying it's all versus him, yeah. but the fact that the Giants aren't shows have how far off line. they are.
2: You can yell to your face is blue, but at the end of the day, you need an offensive line.
4: I'm not agreeing with you, but Jones if you're not quarterback that's going to need that much like money, you have to elevate your sprinter. game. It's not all just on the line for his and everyone life else. Like
2: a thief in the night.
4: We've been hearing that for the last four years. It's the line. It's the receivers. Eventually, it's got to be Daniel Jones. Like eventually, it's the same story every year. You can't just keep apologizing for him. Like I'm sorry I, I, I understand he, they wouldn't he have paid war, him like, if he this, wasn't you know.
1: good. That's the way I look at it. No, oh, no, that's not fair because they're paying him they're paying him market money for with the TV contracts uh, requests. They they're paying him. they're paying him way too much money.
4: Listen, I get that, you think that you think he's though, but not what I'm applying. I actually think he's pretty decent. It's just for what he's getting paid. I don't think he's worth it. That's what I'm saying. I'll applying. say one
0: thing though. I really think the money thing is the most overrated argument against him. He's getting paid the market value, as Alex alluded to. He's the highest paid He's not getting paid, paid the market value.
4: No, he's not. No, he's yes,
0: not. Yes, he is. He's getting paid for what, a second? He's getting paid for a he's, second. He's, he's getting, getting a second contract. He's getting paid
4: a little. He's getting paid them more like guys. Isn't is he getting paid so much? He's getting but paid like, a lot. Quite, quite a lot. You know
0: that that money can be manipulated. Are there 17 other
4: quarterbacks that should get more money than him?
0: There, that cap can be manipulated. It really can. All the, Everybody cheats when it comes to that. That can be changed. But... Again, to take to put this at a head Yo. with this argument, it is hard for any quarterback, whether you're Joe Montana, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, when you're running for your life. I'm sure you could agree with that too, Hayden. I mean, you well, have to I be truly I the most special quarterback ever. I don't,
4: but I don't, I know I don't he, disagree with you on that. I'm he just, he saying, ain't got I, no sick you know, bomb. I, I, I just think nothing, the no pressure are a lot every year. on him. For him. I agree with you this on that. Stephen is mediocre at best. I agree with you. His offensive line is bad, but so is Zach Wilson's. And you hear every week how he's the worst quarterback ever. Yet you never hear anything about Daniel Jones, who's played worse. Like it's no, who's he, he throwing he the they ball They have to the worst. They have
0: the worst. They're playing the most of these second strings out there. It isn't an excuse, but no, at the I end mean, of the their day, the
4: offensive line is bad. Like I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you on that. And he does need a better offensive line to improve. That's yes. true. That's true.
0: And it's just bad timing that this all yeah. unfolded with the Shane and Dayboyer coming in. And then, yeah, they have this miraculous season. And they still they could re- turn it
4: around. I'm not I'm not I'm not, you know, I'm not putting it past them to turn it around. Like they have I'm, they have Daniel Jones has showed spurts. Like, you know, he did come back for verse 28 to seven versus Arizona. Like I'm not I'm saying I'm calling he had a Jones'
2: job at week nine when he's still doing this and he's got like fifth oh, like no, 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 he's no. got he's, like twelve right. interceptions.
4: It's 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 a product, like I said. I'm not putting it I put it a lot on Daniel Jones earlier in the argument but like it it does have to do with the fact that his team just is not good. Like their offense is not good. They don't have a great receiving core. They they talked all the time about how they were going to get Darren Waller involved and he's been kind of MIA. Kind of like he's he's almost been as bad as Dalvin Cook. That's there's there's two worst signings in the offseason that have panned out. Dalvin Cook and Darren Waller both happen to belong to the New York teams. So we'll talk about that a little bit in a bit. But uh, Alex Nico, do you guys have any opinions on that?
3: No, I, I, like I said, I, I really think – I'm a Dana Jones believer. I am. I, I, I do think he um, will will do well. Um, I, I think when Barkley comes back, um, like Bars was saying, like when he like he's going to have more weapons and more check-down options. Um, but I do agree with your initial take. I do think he's way overpaid for his position. I completely agree. I think Dana Jones, not for his position, but as a person, he's overpaid. Um, but again, but he's still – he's converting 75 – I think he was 79% last night. Um, in the game, I believe he's throwing a lot of completions.
1: He's checking down a lot too. I mean, the thing is, he's not gonna he's not gonna stretch the field. He's not gonna be a Mahomes. He's not gonna be a Jalen Hurts. People got to come to terms with. The no. That- <coughs> well, no, even that, I
4: don't agree with you on that. I think he can stretch the field a little bit. He's got a he's got a me on. I'll say that. But here's the thing, though. They drafted him in the in the
1: image, the idea that they were going to get their next Eli. Eli was a stand-in game manager. He would make a big throw here and there occasionally, but he always rode his defense. So if it's about the systems in place, your system has to be fucking spot on. It can't be about, like, blaming Daniel Jones because you gave him the bag of $40 million a year. I understand it's a lot of money, but the reality is the, the, the market dictates that $40 million, and you have to lean on your system – to ride this game out, to ride this season
4: out. I also saw a stat that he had more takeaways since 2019 than he had uh, than he had touchdowns. He has 64 takeaways and I believe 62 touchdowns. That's a pretty alarming stat. He doesn't... But, so see- he- sure. but sure, and, and that's Eli. also
0: a, a result of some bad coaching throughout the years. <laughs> but regardless, we do have to move on. It's an ugly Giants loss. Yep. They have to win these next one of these next two games against very difficult opponent opponents. Anything's possible. In the NFL. We will ultimately see where that goes. But I do also have to discuss the other New York team, as they were big as they were a big discussion nationally. The Chiefs defeated the New York Jets by a score twenty three to twenty. Bad officiating throughout was the name of the game. Taylor Swift. We saw her, good stuff, I guess. But um the Chiefs were almost asking to get defeated, but Holmes plays his worst game of his career, and they still um and they still slide by. But the big takeaway also is that Zach Wilson was very much improved. He was able to get the ball out faster, he was able to make his completions, he had some composure, and uh, as long as he stays consistent throughout, you do not have to discuss. Replacing him, but Zach Wilson showing strides that he can be a starting quarterback. And I guess the one question I have to ask: Do you think Zach Wilson will keep this up?
2: No oh, aberration, flash in the pan, uh, like quick game. That's it. Like, how do you say, uh, this is a one-hit wonder. Yes, there we go. Let's let's do that. This was a, I mean, they still got the L. And like you said, Patrick, I didn't watch this game. Patrick Mahomes played poorly. I'm looking at the stats. He only completed 18 completions. Um the game. they look like they mainly kind of beat them up on the ground a little bit. Uh but nah, Zach Wilson is you can't let one good game dictate what like uh, a career bad performances as you would say for Daniel Jones right
4: I mean well, I'll, I'll get oh Alex, are you getting up? sorry
1: well I'll be quick yeah I, I totally disagree I think this is like yeah it's one game but I think it's one of many if you start seeing some of the inertia build with this Jets team so we, we've been kind of shitting on Zach Wilson since he took over from the fourth snap of the season but the reality is that they've I'll be I'll be the devil's advocate here. I don't think they've really fully invested in him since day one, since they drafted him. And the reason I say that is because not that they haven't put pieces around him, but they haven't fostered the relationship with Salah and that organization and getting that offense in the right direction. And I, I think that, that. And I, I think in the whole offseason, he was hearing nothing but "Oh, waiting for Aaron Rodgers to get here, or Aaron Rodgers to get here." It was a done deal. They were just waiting for him to get into camp. They still never invested in, in Zach Wilson. And cool. now you're starting to kind of see what could blossom. I mean, he basically outplayed Mahomes last night. Like, yeah, the numbers say He it. was
4: the first Did, uh, quarterback to bludgeoned. college, and then the I outplayed what? Was it, uh, play Mahomes.
1: Yeah, they are, ironically got bludgeoned on the ground game, which is kind of the calling card for the Jets' defense. And it's also the calling card for what the Jets do on offense. So no, it, it's kind of amazing that the narrative's kind of being spun in the opposite direction with Zach Wilson. But I think this is, um, you know, more of an inkling of what's to come because they could have easily won that game. And then we'd be having a whole different conversation if the Jets beat the Chiefs. But I think if he can compete with Mahomes in a game like this, if they just keep fostering this and building momentum, it, I wouldn't rule out that they're completely out of this. I completely agree. I, I completely agree. He's got to restart. On. He's got to bring. He's got to. Re- re- he's got to start the recording again. Yeah, let him record again. Sorry, Nico. <laughs> oh,
3: <there you>
1: <laughs> I hope my we don't want to this crucial footage. Pig, I hope my take <laughs> didn't get out. That was gold, baby.
3: <laughs> I was gonna. I was yeah. piggybacking right off it too because I completely agree. 100 percent agree with it.
0: Don't worry. Yeah. If I disappear, the the stream will always live. So you didn't lose anything. That's what but, I'm saying. So I we're just good. Keep going so with you exactly.
3: So, yeah, the piggyback off of Alex, I, I completely agree. Um, I think Zach Wilson wasn't necessarily given a fair shot. It was all talks right away um, about him. But I also think this game versus Chiefs is really going to help him moving forward. Next week, they're playing against the worst secondary in football in Denver. Um, Denver has arguably, but not arguably, they're the worst defense in football right now. Yeah. Um, I really think that's going to help build on his confidence next week. Big game versus Chiefs on Sunday. Um if he keeps playing, doesn't turn the ball over, and the Jets defense is just the Jets defense. They're gonna win football games. They're gonna be a threat. You might be seeing them sneak into a wild card spot. I wouldn't be shocked if Zach Wilson does play smart football, doesn't turn the ball over. I think this team has a really good shot to make it down the road.
4: Um, I'll talk a little bit about what I saw from the game because I was I was there at the game actually. I have seen tickets, but um, what what I saw about the what I saw from the what the team was playing, they're finally investing. Like they finally just let him throw. Like you saw. You saw a quarterback that, well, I can live with the interceptions. Honestly, I can live with it if they let him sling the ball like they did, like that long pass to Lazard, which wasn't a great throw, but it let his receiver, gave his receiver confidence to go catch the ball, like a back shoulder throw to uh, Uzoma on, on the, for the touchdown. That throw to Lazard was an absolute dart. Like, I can live with the interceptions if you're going to at least let him play. Like, they let him play in this game. They called a flea flicker. That was a great play, even though the line couldn't protect him. Lazard was open. Probably would have been a touchdown. Um, they did a lot of good things in this game, actually. Um... I will talk about this though. When you have a quarterback that outplays Mahomes, which has never statistically happened in college and the pros, like in, in terms of three categories, that's actually the first time. That's actually the first time that's ever happened in his entire career. Like you got to win. You got to win that game. Like no excuses. Like the defense. I- I-, I I could say whatever you want about that holding call, which it was it was a nonsense call. I'm not disagreeing with you, but like you get two stops on third and twenty. Like you got to get that stop, give him the ball back, give you a chance to win the game because like he was. He played great in that game. Two forty-five, two touchdowns. Um, no pick. I, I will say it's one of the best performances I've ever seen in a career-defining game that probably I've ever seen from a quarterback. Considering how much, how how extreme the noise was, like I, it was just crazy. And i i that was probably one, one of the best in-game single game performances from a single game I, I've ever seen. Like cons- all things considered, but um, that doesn't mean anything if he doesn't do it next week. Um, we're having the same. BS story where if the Jets miss the playoffs and they go 5-12, and 12, I'm all for fire the manager, GM, and fire the coach. Um, I'll give them a little bit of chance. I'll give them a chance to really hype it up, but I don't want them to the sleep on Denver. Like, I actually think Denver is a little better than what people are giving them credit. Um, they just beat Chicago. They came back from 28-7 in a game. That oh, Chicago. Their oh, season Chicago. They're, they're, yeah, they came back for Chicago-Denver. Um, Chicago so, 28-7. So, Chicago, they choke. So- but like that being said, like that game could have saved their season. So the Broncos are looking at the Jets being like, Hey, like this, this is a very winnable game at home. So I, it's not okay. like, you know, I don't, I don't think the Jets are a lock. Absolutely not a lock to win this game. Mm-hmm. Like I, if I, honestly, if I were betting, if I was betting, I was I, betting not, well, are- not, based, not based on just like my fandom, if I was betting, I'd probably bet on the Broncos honestly in that game at home, give the points. Mm-hmm. And I would say, take Denver at home with Russell Wilson, Give them time. Uh, I, I actually think it's going to be a close game, so I don't know. Uh,
2: uh, I refuse to say that he outplayed Patrick Mahomes. He did. Pa- he did. Patrick Statistically, Mahomes there
4: was a stat on it. Himself. There, on, on, stat. On. there was Patrick a stat. There was a stat on it in, in Patrick Mahomes flopped himself. Did. Five
2: more catches. Five more Five more completions. I'm thinking that game is totally game. different. Five
4: How could you say that? You didn't this is a, this is a
2: This is a personnel problem. This is more of a personnel problem. This is the worst receiving core Patrick Mahomes has had since he's been the starting quarterback legitimately like if he's not throwing to Kelsey who's he throwing the ball to
4: he still has Kadarius Tony. He still has a running back that rushed for 125 oh my God. yards. He still has a running back that rushed for 125 yards. He has game. Yeah, the running back weeks is weeks running for 125
2: yards. We're, Jake, we're, talking, about the the running very we're talking about the receiving court. We're talking about the personnel right there in the, in, the, in the room of the wide receivers. When he ain't got nobody to throw the ball to, ain't nobody catching open or can't nobody catch, you get incompletions. You're not getting the yardage that you're going to get. You're not going to have statistically your greatest game ever. And it's going to make the other guy look good.
4: That's what I'm saying. Like are you literally making excuses for the world champs? Like I I mean they just want to you know they just want a, <laughs> oh, they just want a Super Bowl. They're 3 and 1 right now. Like you know, I understand Bowl, like you think have, they don't have good when it, you have Patrick Mahomes, and... when you have Patrick Mahomes, they could be throwing to me and it wouldn't matter. He's just that good. He makes the players around him that much better. Like that's that's Patrick Mahomes. So why they ain't catching the ball? They they did they, they actually he actually threw one wide open to their tight end, their Noah Noah Brown, their tight end. Went for a whole touchdown. They have a defensive lapse, which by the way, by the way, I'm not saying this, I'm saying this as a Jet fan. If you're an elite defense, which they talk, you cannot have these defensive lapses where it feels like every goddamn game they leave the tight end open. Between Farrell Brown last week and the other tight end who just caught one from Kansas City that was wide open, their backup tight end who, who they decided all of a sudden not to cover. They haven't covered a tight end since Namath. Okay, let's let's be clear on that. Um, it's it's ridiculous that these lapses keep happening and they can't happen. Like, you can't start down 17 nothing versus Kansas City, even even with the great second half you did ask. Like, you know, so that's just my personal take. I think it's a very, very good Jet defense. I wouldn't say it's an elite Jet defense.
0: 85 Bears, right? So, at the end of the day, the Jets need, and Zach Wilson need, to have a good game against Denver to prove that it wasn't a fluke. And the Chiefs need to also improve their offensive issues. And... Have and become more established in there because uh, it won't be so pretty as the season goes on. And moving on from that, the Buffalo Bills defeated the Miami Dolphins at home by a score of 48 to 20. It is the Bills third game in a row where they played stellar offense. Josh Allen looks like he's going to be all right, assuming he could play this way for the rest of the season the Bills' defense was able to prevent the speedy option Dolphins from scoring a bunch. It was back and forth at first, and then the Bills just ran away with it in the second half. Though the Bills, playing well, they did lose traditionally, tri- Tredavious White to an Achilles injury, which is terrible to see. He would just came back from another injury, but the Dolphins humbled a little. But I do think they're going to be okay despite this loss. These are the two best teams. These are two of the three best teams in the entire conference, and I think even after this game, that reflects that. Do the Bills keep this momentum up? I'll say, against guess the Jays, they should, you'd think, but, uh, uh, in general, does the bills keep this momentum
3: up? I do. I do. I, I do think Josh Allen stays hot. Um, Stefan Diggs also a big game. I also think Stefan Diggs in this whole offense, um, they're going to move forward. They're just going to get better. As long as Josh Allen, another quarterback doesn't turn the ball over, they're going to win a lot of football games, be a favorite, have a very good chance to have a first round bye at the end of the year. Um, one thing I say, speaking about Miami, um, Miami's I think, it's going to be fine, too. It's a tough Buffalo team. In the NFL, these games happen. Miami should – you're 3-0, start the year. You lost this game. Tough loss, but got to move on. Um, you do have um, a big loss, though. The biggest story in that game, to me, was Tredavious White. Um, Tredavious White going down is just an absolute killer. Mm-hmm. Um Arguably the top three cornerback in all football, Um, and it's just it's just sad to see an injury like that for such an impactful player, especially at a team that is one of the favorites to make it and win it all.
4: Who wants to go? Uh, You can go. I've been I've been talking a lot. Sorry about that.
1: No, no, no. You guys are good. I I was kind of feeding off of your guys' uh, preemptive take. I thought this was. I mean, it was it was competitive in the first half, but I thought this was just an absolute statement game for Buffalo. Um, I thought that, you know, we all kind of got ahead of our skis, started drinking the Kool-Aid with Miami, and I, me, I was kind of leading the bandwagon on that because I think that their offense is still that lethal. But uh, they got humbled in this game, and they're going to be the top two dogs in the AFC East uh, down the stretch of the season. But if you really look at it, you know, break it down, um, you know, a lot of the, the stats are comparable, but it's just so many, you know, penalty yards and, and, you know, cataclysmic mistakes in the second half with the way that, uh, Miami was, um, with the way Buffalo was drawing penalties on the receivers. And I think that you're going to see, you know, some of the, some of, uh, you know, you know, Stefan Diggs and Gabe Davis take advantage of some of that secondary for Miami until, um, until uh, uh Jalen Ramsey comes back. But um I just thought that this was like um an unbelievable second half um on on the on the uh on the um on the side of um uh well I'm sorry, what's his name shit? The coach for Buffalo, sorry. Uh Sean McDermott.
3: Mercator, Sean McDermott,
1: yeah. yeah. I don't know why I was thinking McDaniel. Sorry, Sean McDermott, sorry about that. And uh yeah, no, I just thought like his coaching staff really like stepped up and really brought the heat in the second half and really dialed things up. And I thought that it was just an uh, unbelievable performance, really, just when you look at the second-half stats.
3: Absolutely. Um, yeah, uh, like even when you say they like going, something else I want to add to that too, um, Josh Allen, man, um, even last year, if he didn't, those, even in the run in the playoffs for Cincinnati, had a piss-poor game in that elimination game. Um, I just really, really can't believe that this team is so talented and mm-hmm. they just seem to not win a big game. And I think winning this game was a big statement for them moving forward. It's definitely going to help them out. Like you beat arguably the other the other juggernaut besides the Chiefs in the AFC. Um, it really makes you think Josh Allen's legit as he, everyone thought he was. But he's going to continue to do this week in and week out. They have a favorable schedule coming up. Um, I, I I really do think the Bills um, go on a roll after this.
4: I mean, I agree with
2: that. Oh, sorry, sorry,
4: sorry. You can go.
2: I agree with that. Um, but I don't I say I still say don't count the Dolphins out just yet. Um, this these probably are gonna be like the two teams to like watch on like, you know, when it comes down to like the playoffs, like who's gonna take Mahomes out. It's probably gonna be one of these two teams this year, to be honest. So um it was it was a good overall game. Uh the Bills turned up like they like they like you would expect them to. Um I think people got kind of carried away with the Dolphins' seventy bomb. I, I wasn't um in last week's show, so I couldn't really talk on that. Um, the Dolphins do have a very explosive uh, offense. They got a great running
4: back, uh, Aiken. Is that how you say his name? Devin yeah, an Achron. And then they got Raheem Mostert. Achron, Achron. That's how you say his name.
2: Um, he's really good. He's really good. I think he pulled off like two more right, two yeah. more touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah. In that game, um. They just had, uh, Buffalo had a lot of pivotal, crucial turnovers um, that swung the game in their, in their, the swung the momentum of the game in their favor. Um, Overall, great game. Josh Allen, like you said, uh, really turned it around from like that first year, even that second year. Like, and I think that he's still make. He's gonna make a great climb up. Like he's eventually gonna win one. That's what I feel about Josh Allen. I feel like he's definitely eventually gonna win one. So yeah, just watch out for the. Just watch out for him next week. I feel gonna have him, He's gonna have a not such a high scoring game, but I think it's gonna be even even more impactful watch.
4: I mean, Buffalo really just this game was basically just to establish who's still the beast of the East. I mean, Buffalo has won the crown the last couple of years. Um, so this is kinda of just determining who's we're still the beast of the East. Like we're still that top dog in the East. Um it's gonna be a good division. It's gonna be a good battle. Um I think having a, a divisional win this, this early in the season is very pivotal for um yeah. for for um for Buffalo over Miami, but they're gonna play again. They're gonna play again at, at Miami. And, you know, obviously the conditions are gonna be a little different. Um Miami's gonna be at home. So we'll see. I mean, they're, they're both going to be pretty good by the end of the year. I expect both of them to be in the playoff hunt, or at least in the playoff hunt. May, I think both of them should make the playoffs. But um, that being said, crazier things have happened. So so uh, we'll see. We'll see. For some reason, the only team that's been able to crack Buffalo's code is the Jets. I don't know why, you know, but I, I don't really understand that. But, you know, the Jets turn over Josh Allen at an alarming rate. So um, we'll see. Yeah, first game shake. Should be, a, should be a good good uh, end-of-the-year run between those two teams to, for the AFC East, and hopefully the Jets can get back into it. So,
0: All right, let's move on. The Eagles played the Commanders, and speaking of division matchups, and we got a back-and-forth battle between these two franchises. The Eagles took the win in overtime, but Jalen Hurts looking really good. The commanders also showing they have promise. And even this game might show that the Eagles could be very weak in the secondary. As we saw the weapons taking advantage of that, like it, like uh, Terry McLaurin and stuff. The commanders making a push. There was even a chance where they could have won the game. As time was running out, Ron Rivera decided to kick it in. And that was due to offensive fatigue for whatever reason. But the Eagles win. It definitely might have not. It could have gone either way. I want to focus on Washington in this game. Do you guys really like what Washington gave you and Sam Howe being cool, comic collective under the pressure? And maybe they could be a sneaky team moving forward. We definitely know yeah, how yeah. the Eagles are, but um, Washington put up a fight.
2: Oh. oh, this is a disappointing win for the Eagles in my book very disappointing one. And like you said, they exposed something in that secondary. They did lose a couple pieces. This is true in that secondary, but nah, this is a very disappointing one for the Eagles. I do like what I see from the Commanders. Getting Chase Young back shows you that like, you know, like there's still something that there's still something to reckon with. Like Sam Howell, like you said, very composed through a touchdown. Um they also got like two on the ground. So, like you know, that's pretty big scary Terry took took many um advantages uh yo don't sleep on Washington that's all I'm gonna say on that
3: Um, I I agree with the take about Washington um definitely legit team don't sleep on them I really think they're a sneaky good team they're gonna be in every single game minus last week first Buffalo but I, I do think they're gonna compete with a lot of teams in battle um I do disagree with you saying about the win for the Eagles any division win is a massive massive I I will say about (laughs) I I will say with Washington um Washington is the past couple years has always been the Eagles kryptonite as good as the Eagles been every single time Washington has played them it's been competitive Washington beat them last year when the Eagles might have been undefeated at the time on Monday Night Football in Philadelphia um Washington always (laughs) plays against the Eagles so um Hats off did he go pulling this game off it's it, it, granted did you want to win by more did you want to handle it easily absolutely but you never it doesn't yeah. matter it, a win is like, a win is
4: hard to come by in the nfl A wins absolutely. hard to, especially it, in i the mean really i
3: mean to your top two your top two
2: receivers are going for a combined like over 200 yards like going for like 240 or something like that like i'm expecting a hot i'm, I'm not expecting an overtime win like i know it's a divisional game but i'm, I'm talking like yeah and they did beat them last year so maybe, you know, like it's going to be rough, but I don't know. For making it to the Super Bowl last year, I expect just a little bit more fight from a high-powered offense like you know, the
3: Eagles. I understand. It's it's a scrappy game. Two teams like that, there's a lot of talking, a lot of trash talking. Um, bullshit penalty, by the way, on A.J. Brown at the end of the game there. I disagree with it because there's so much fight in a game like that. There's so much emotion. There's so much back and forth. There's so much talking shit. I, I just – I really – um. I mean,
4: uh, no, I that, 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 that was that was a good win for Philly. What's it up, with the, officials? What's up game. with the
3: officials, bro?
4: Bad.
2: We need to the have a segment just on the officials, man. Yeah, the officials. Are what doing, what else is rough. there to
0: talk about? There, they do the same stuff every year. We have done officials talk. Definitely right, but the NFL is not going to do anything differently. They're just going to roll with it until we have a um, what was the disgraced um, NBA ref? Um, Tim Tim Donahue. Until we have a Tim, Tim Donahue situation where you no get caught like
4: that.
2: Right. I mean, I, I, well guess,
4: well. I guess I'll ask some know, comments on that game.
2: Um, i say real quick, Hayden, i say they yeah. give him the old longest yard treatment. A couple a of couple pig skins to the coin purse get you started officiating properly.
4: I'll, uh, I'll give a couple of uh, comments <laughs> on the game um per se um like if you're going to be a great team you got to find a way to win close games and the eagles won a close game versus the divisional opponent um, i think that's a good win in my book um and that being said you're going to see when they when they when they have all their battle tested and they can win these games like they did last year these close games they're going to be 13 a 13 -er win team again because they can win the close games because and they're going to be at the top of the nfc because they've shown year in and year out that they can win. I mean, not year in the year. I mean, last year was the first year they made the Super Bowl and then they had, they meant to the, uh, the playoffs before that. But like, this is a team under Nick Sirianni that believes in its quarterback. They believe in their team. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think they're going to lose some games that maybe people are going to be a little bit perplexed about, but that's pretty much any team in the NFL. Like last year, the, 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 um, the, the Chiefs lost to the Colts. So like every, every, every year teams lose to teams that maybe they're not expecting to lose to and, and teams win games they shouldn't. So. You know, I'm not going to put too much stock into any games they really lose. I'm just going to kind of look at. I think they're going to be like a 12 or 13 win team at the end of the year. Would you guys agree that they're going to be they're going to be one of the top teams in the NFC? Absolutely,
3: no oh, yeah.
0: doubt about it. Absolutely, the, the Lions won on Thursday night against the Green Bay Packers by a score of 34 to 20. Jared Goff looks really good. The Lions' defense looks lethal, and um, though Jordan Love. Jordan Love wasn't able to will them to victory at home. You still at least are happy with uh, what they got cooking over there. The Lions, are we all going to say that this is going to be a top team in the NFC? Is this the game where you feel that way?
2: Absolutely. Still stand by it. guy. I'm sorry, guy, you go.
3: I think Lions are an unbelievable team. Um, I think they're one of the most well-coached teams in the league as well. Uh, you, you want to play for that coach 10 out of 10 times. I'm watching the games at my house. So I want to go out there and play, but um, he, mm-hmm. he's unbelievable. That team's unbelievable from top to bottom. One big question mark that I have though is well, Jameer Gibbs. Why, you drafted that running back in the second round. You're not feeding them. Um, I think they're just winning now when they're winning games, I think they're gonna get even more lethal when they get Gibbs involved, run more packages, um, get a familiar with this young team, get uh, Jared Goff's social leadership out there. Um, they're gonna keep winning, keep getting better every single week. Um, as for the Packers, I do think it's, it's tough. You're, you're going to a new era with Jordan Love, you're gonna have games like this. You're gonna have games that, um, division games that you used to win at home, it was a coming into Lambeau. You're gonna have games that, like this that happen. Um, you just got to learn from it and manage, and keep getting better every single week.
2: Um, I like what I see from Jordan Love. Like he's in, like, I it makes me have some faith that this Packers team can still like, you know, it, they're they probably won't be like in the playoffs this year, but it has it like it gives me faith that a couple pieces behind them, um, a little bit more good coaching, and Jordan Love is actually going to be the guy over there in Green Bay, you know. Um, for the Lions, speak on the Lions, man. I said it, sleeper team. I said it. I'm gonna stick with them to be that sleeper team. Ain't nobody had over 100 yards receiving yesterday. Um, it was just, it was just a very well ran game. Like I said yesterday, um, it was just a well ran game. David Montgomery had 121 yards on the ground. Like uh, Gibbs didn't get it much, but like. He got like eight touches, 40 yards. Like you said, I agree with you. If he gets in there, it's gonna be a problem. I only think they're gonna explode more from here. Matt touched on that defense. That defense was really good, man. It got two picks. Um pressures. Come on, like that, 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 that lines team, solid sleeper over there in the NFC, man. I think I think people are not giving them the credit. Uh Jared Goff is like, you know, he's he's he was over there um at the Rams that he got traded. The Rams won a, a Super Bowl right after he got traded. So everyone's looking at Jared Goff like, is he really the guy? Jared Goff went but, to the Super
4: Bowl with the Rams. Like Jared Goff was well, a great that guy. That is true. Sorry.
2: He did go there. But he didn't win it. He didn't win it. He and did they it. didn't even he trust him. He was so like, he
4: was productive with the Rams though. He was he was a good quarterback.
2: He was. He was. And I think like he was like at one point the youngest like 10K, wasn't he, or something
4: yeah, he's like seen that? Some uh, some some number. He was, uh, was up there.
2: He's had his mistakes, but I feel like Jared Goff is still a,
4: is, a, is a actually a perfect fit
2: for quarterback over there in Detroit. Yeah, you I know. know so, I, I I I say watch that team, watch that team. They're probably going to sneakily knock someone out in the playoffs and probably end up in the NFC Championship. <laughs> uh
4: uh-huh. I mean, I, I guess I'll give my take on the game. I mean, it was a good effort from, uh, from Detroit. I mean, they're trying to cement themselves as the, the team that really is expected to take the throne in the NFC North. Um, last year they won, I believe I want to say it was like six out of their last eight games to finish the season nine and eight. Um, they're coming off a really great end of the year, so they wanted to build in that momentum this year. Um, credit to their GM, Brad Holmes, who's done a great job since he's been the GM at really building the roster. It's, they, they really, they've really done a great job. But um, don't count out Green Bay. I think don't count out Green Bay to contend for a playoff spot too, because whoever wins that division is the second wild card. Like, there's only, like I'm think I'm looking at the playoff. I'm looking. I, I no Jordan Love. Jordan Love's pretty good. I, I like him. But I'm looking at the playoff picture in the NFC. Like, you got Philly or Dallas is going to win that division, and then the second team is going to be the wild card. There, you got Detroit, who's I I would say Detroit may, probably will win it. But that being said, like you don't think they can't contend for that third wild card spot like the three wild cards in my opinion are going to be seattle i think is going to get, get one of them um i think dallas is going to get one of them and you're telling me they can't compete with like the rams the saints the, the falcons like they could compete for that third spot for the commanders no. oh, Not yeah, with those I teams. i don't agree with you on that i think they can compete for sure with jordan Love at quarterback i don't yeah, know what, should, i don't should, know should, what the 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 your whole, take on whole, that is alex
1: <clears throat> the whole preseason the whole preseason show we were saying how the the NFC is dog shit outside of San Fran and Philly, so I, yeah. I think, so I think that they could easily get that seven spot, if not maybe the six behind Dallas. But <clears throat> I, I do, um, I'm starting to kind of rescind my take on Jordan Love. I thought that he was kind of um, there; the, the organization was kind of hiding him amidst all the controversy with letting Aaron Rodgers go. And I thought it was because they knew that they whiffed on him. But again, you know, similar but parallel to um, Zach Wilson, if you you put an ounce of uh, Matt, you know, maturity and, and you and you develop guys, you know, and it just takes time and, and these things happen. But he he did show promise uh, towards the end of this game, even when the game was out of hands. And I think that, you know, 500 going into week five is is better than you can have hoped for. You got to feel pretty good about him. as your quarterback. That's what, that's what I mean. Yeah, you got to feel gotta,
4: pretty good. I, like, yeah, I'm not I, saying I, you're like rock sold, but like he hasn't come out and been like CJ Stroud coming out of the gate. But like, you know, he's 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 been pretty good. Honestly, for a rookie. Well or not a rookie and, for his first time really playing in, in an exciting yeah, season.
1: Absolutely. I mean, they were down twenty-seven, three and a half, and and it looked like they were dead and right. But they, you know, they they did outscore them in the second half and they pushed back. Um, but I, I again we're you know, we're very the lead here. I, I think that Detroit is the toast of this division. Um going into this, I thought that they were the third best team behind uh Philly and and San Francisco. Um yeah, you even can argue better, that. Even even better than because I think there's still uh-huh. a lot of de- questions with Dallas. Um, sure. but sure. I, I'm just, you know, as the weeks progress, I'm more impressed with the, the leadership from, from, from the coaching staff with Dan Campbell, but how all these guys play for each other, they're so young and exciting to watch. And, you know, and, and the, the other side of that too, is it, it's, it's blunt force trauma. So you're going to have penalty yards, you're going to have, um, miscues, mistakes, false starts, but, um, they're, they're, they're exceptional on third down. They play for each other. They almost doubled them up on first downs total for the game. Yeah, I mean, which, so it, they they dominated the clock. They they won time possession by 15 minutes. So I think that's the most tum, the most telling. And you know, again, Jared Goff, like if, if he can just iron out his miscues and just you know be uh, you know a, a, a little mm-hmm. bit beyond a game manager, um, they can really go places with this team.
4: Absolutely. Yeah, and and they're playing Detroit 12-30, uh, one of the second to last week of the season. So that should be a great game. <laughs>
0: Indeed, uh, gentlemen. So let's talk Atlanta. about the first.
4: Alex is playing Detroit. I mean, that's what I meant to say.
0: Let's talk about the first London game of this year, and that will be the Jacksonville Jaguars taking on the Atlanta Falcons. And Jacksonville gets the victory, twenty-three to seven, in the Toy Story game, which was cool, very, very cool. Nice stuff. Good job, technology. Disney's doing something <laughs> right. Um, but besides, but focusing on the game itself. Jacksonville gets back on track. Trevor Lawrence has a good game. Calvin Ridley shows what happens when you are missing him for a year. Good stuff there. And obviously the Jacksonville defense was stellar. And Atlanta seeming to take steps backwards. Desmond Desmond Riddler is still struggling. Kyle Pitts is not being used. And it seems the team wasn't happy on the sidewalk on the sidelines arguing with each other, but at least Bijan is fun to watch. Atlanta, a sinking ship. Am I right, guys?
3: Absolutely. I mean you got no I'll tell you.
2: Um I mean, I don't know if they're a sinking ship yet. I I wanna say it's a little early to say that. But Ritter did not have a good game. Um or you could say the Jacksonville defense ran wild but uh like i don't know it i wouldn't say i, I don't want to give up on them just yet um but that but jaguars man trevor lawrence looked great he had he had like he had like one crazy big run on them uh so if anything i feel like the glaring discrepancy for like the falcons is definitely on defense man like they did pick up a couple pieces but i still think like they need a, a bit more like they had like calvin Ridley caught like a pass where he was just like turned around in the end zone like it just was just like mine like you got to fix your secondary but you got to you got to tighten up
4: um yeah i mean you know, i so, don't yeah. i'm not going to give up but no actually you can go you first so sorry
3: no, no, you're trying to get, or, um, well yeah, no, I I it's not that I want to give up hope necessarily. I just think this team's not going anywhere. Um, can they maybe compete in a weak division? Absolutely. You might sneak in at like a nine and eight, eight nine type deal towards the end of the year. Um, Bijan is a great athlete. You guys gotta get him the ball what you can, but I, I just don't like this offense at all. Kyle Pitts has been awful. Um, and everyone's saying he's just not getting targets. He's not getting open. He, he's just not doing anything to get open down the field. He's just, everyone's complaining about him. Um, Ritter, I think, stinks, arguably one of the worst quarterbacks, in my opinion. Um, I like Zach Wilson over him, just give you a throw you a bone Hayden. I do like Zach Wilson over Ritter. But uh right, I'm not gonna go that far, but he's yeah. <laughs> um I think Drake London stinks in my opinion as well. I just think this team is not where they need to be. Um, but hats off to Jacksonville, great game. Trevor Lawrence, um, one of my favorite quarterbacks in the NFL. Um Calvin Ridley was nice to see on his t- former team. Scored the opening touchdown of the game. Um, always good to see something like that. But Atlanta, I I just they're not. They're not it for me. I'm not sold on the team. I think Matt's right. I am definitely. They're sinking ship, and I'm jumping off.
4: I mean, the problem with Atlanta is that you need a very, very specific like game plan to win with them because like they have a very weak quarterback. Desmond Ritter is like, I don't want to say not that guy, but he has not really shown anything really. Um, they're going to have to be a run first team with Bijan, and they're going to have to have games where they just really run the ball like crazy, um, like they did versus first two games when they beat Green Bay and when they beat um, Carolina. Um, the only thing I will say about Atlanta is that the NFC South, like I said, like you, I've mentioned before, is pretty weak, and their schedule coming up is pretty favorable. You get like the Houston Texans, who who are actually a pretty good team with C.J. Shroud. So I don't want to like, but theoretically, in theory, a winning game with a rookie quarterback. You get uh, Washington, Tampa, Tennessee, Vikings, uh, Arizona, the Saints. There's, like, there's a lot of winnable games there. But I'm telling you right now, I, you can put it. You could say this. You could put this on here right now. They should be the team that's going after Kirk Cousins if they really are serious about winning the division. Be the team that's really trying for him because that Kirk Cousins will put them as the best team in the NFC South, in my opinion. Great If they want to win, agree. if they want to win this year, that's 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 who they should be going after. Or like Great a, team. you know, that's 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 my that's my take on that. Even even more so than the Jets. So, so I mean, it, it, I'll be I'll be the devil's advocate for Atlanta
1: because I've kind of taken some responsibility for. Sticking up for Arthur Smith and some of this, you know, the GM and whatnot. I just think that this early in the year, it's too it's too, too soon for anybody to sell your stock on, except for like maybe one or two teams. Um, I, I think that at 500, especially for a rebuild, you know, you're only looking for like, you know, an eight, nine win team, you know, 10 win absolute max. Um, especially in a weak uh, division like the NFC South, uh, I think that you know a game in Jacksonville in well in London for Jacksonville is basically home away from home. So it's basically um, you know it's not a neutral zone. You're 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 flying. You have the you know the flight delays and all that stuff, and you're 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 playing you're playing away from home. It's just it's it's very difficult to get some of those young guys prepared and ready for a game like that. Um, I still think that Jacksonville um, is far better than. Um, what their record supposes because it's early, early in the season. And I think that they just kind of dominated things top to bottom. I think that when you see a lot of that internal strife with an organization that's young on the sideline, it's them ironing things out in public. It's kind of actually what I like to see because you see about a lot of teams that do that. And usually things go upward from there. Like usually they, they're kind of, they're, they're, they're working through some shit when it comes to, like, you know, difficulties on offense, difficulties on defense, special teams, miscommunications. It doesn't matter. Usually it's a good sign of growth, and I think that that's where this young team is kind of at, at this moment.
0: You're not wrong, Alex. You're not wrong. So why don't we talk about Kirk Cousins and his team? They won a score by the score of 21-13 to 13 over the Carolina Panthers. They had a very rough start. Another 99 yard pick, six Kirk Cousins gave up. But as long as you have Justin (laughs) Jefferson, anything is possible on offense. They're able to get their act together, get this win, and uh, Vikings will at least not be a winless team this year. The Panthers are rebuilding. I know Bryce Young came back. They are allegedly looking for a veteran receiver, so good luck with finding that. Um, But focusing, uh, there's the only thing to really hear is um with the vikings trying to figure out where they are between a rock and a hard place is it time to tank do we go for it i mean you talked about we have to really think what realistically If you're the GM of the Vikings, what realistically are you going to do at this point? Because it definitely looked at some points you were about to lose to the Panthers, and that would have been really bad for your fan base. The Chiefs are coming in next week. What are you doing now, early October, if you are the uh, Minnesota Vikings
4: I'll touch upon that a little bit. I mean, also, like, I I think the record's kind of deceived at one and three. Like, they've lost three games by one score to the to the Chargers, Buccaneers, and the Eagles, who are all pretty good teams right now. And then they play the Chiefs, so it's the schedule's been tough. I mean, but you know, you're not really measured based on the schedule. You're just based on you know, with the NFL, the schedule doesn't mean anything. It's you know, um. So it's it's hard to say because I think next week they could easily go in and beat Kansas City. Like they they could. You easily really do. How they've been playing. Yeah, i actually do. And really it bad. is at. And Kansas
0: it is City, at Kansas City, Kansas coming City is coming
4: to Minnesota. Weak, Kansas City is a little bit of a weak team. They struggle a little bit. Like I, I think that's a winnable game for Minnesota at home. Like I, maybe I'm crazy, but with Kirk Cousins throwing the way he's doing, and then you, and then you go. Let's let's say you win that game. Let's say let's say you win that game, and you're two and three. Then you play Chicago. get to three and three. It's, it's a whole different story. So, um, I I mean I think they're gonna have to wait a little bit. Like they're gonna they're gonna keep Kirk Cousins right now. They're gonna give it. They're gonna give it. Um. Probably I'd say about three weeks. If they're they got the they got the Chiefs, the the Bears and, and the 49ers coming up. So those are, you know, besides the Bears, like two pretty pretty good teams. And then you play the Packers. So it's like it really depends on the division, too. Like I, I think I think Detroit may lose a game or two here and there. So it's like they may be within a game or two. So it's like it really depends on where they are in the standings. Like they're not gonna cut bait with Kirk Cousins at like three and four. They're just not gonna do that in the NFC North you're going to be i think that the, the leader in the NFC North at 3 and 4 is going to be like i don't know like 4 and 4 or 5 and 3 so you're going to be right in it in the mix so like really depends on how many games they win like if you think if you think that you could still win the division and you think that maybe Detroit is maybe not as good as everyone thinks it seems and you have a young quarterback in green bay it's not plausible to see that's going to be a pretty weak division this year like i don't know if i'm wrong on that But I think that that division is one of the weaker divisions in football. So it really depends on how they view the division. Um, I wouldn't trade Kirk Cousins now. You got to wait until the trade deadline. So give it to like a week. Yes,
0: the trade deadline is week eight. Halloween this year is the Um, very day. You know, last year,
4: I want to say they went like 10 and 1 in in one score games last year. And now they're like 0 and 3. So it's like, you know, you figured that was going to happen.
3: Yeah, what? Yeah, absolutely. And but I um what you said too like the first possession game thing. Um, last last year they had so many first possession games and they won. Um, yeah, they were not one, just, I think, best
4: year and one possession games, I wanna say that. Yeah. It
3: was like then. This year, not the same story. Um, I think we find out everything we need to know about the Minnesota Vikings over these next three weeks. Um, you have arguably, you have Super Bowl champs, arguably the best team in football, coming to your place next week. Then you play a game at Chicago. Then the week after that, you got San Francisco, who, in my opinion, is the best team in all of football. And oh, San Francisco,
4: San Francisco, I would say is miles better than Kansas City. But that's yeah, just, I, I unbelievable. I would say Philly's um, better than them right now too. But that's just you know okay
3: that, that's fair yeah no I, I I just I think you learn a lot with Minnesota um if they can be if they go in two out of three in this stretch you have to win Chicago but if you go in two out of three you're going to be right in the mix like you mentioned yeah um yeah, coming that time fair. in a couple of weeks and it's definitely possible that they can go on and um make a run and make a run at that division Yeah,
4: that's, that's what I'm saying you know it's it's a weak division this year they might want to say like you know their new GM might want to say, you know, we're, we're still going for it. So it really depends. Like I, I think Detroit's going to sl- slide off a little bit. Like they, you know, so we'll, we'll see. We'll see what do you guys think of that?
1: Well, I vehemently disagree with that. I, <laughs> Detroit's going nowhere, but uh, Minnesota, you know, we, we talked, we talked about how the bottom of, you know, the latter half
4: of oh, the oh, uh, they play the, Panthers next of the NFC
1: is dog shit. So I, I think, you know, Minnesota could have an uptick. They could get back to their winning ways. Um, I just I, – I see them more as the median somewhere around 8-9 and nine or 9-8. Nine I think last year was an aberration because, like you guys mentioned, all those one-score games. Um, and I think that, you know, teams just fall out of luck like that, you know. Um, but there's still plenty of talent on this team to go around. Um, I just – It's amazing that you could win the game with 21 minutes of the ball when Carolina had the ball for 38 minutes. It's just unbelievable. It's like, it's just, (laughs) and and what's crazy is they didn't even dominate the run game either. Like this game was obviously unwatchable to the average fan, but oh, you're cut off.
0: But everything is going to be okay. Am I right?
1: (laughs)
2: Carolina like barely held on
1: to the
0: ball as well. Yes,
2: right. <laughs> I love it. So, <laughs> I love it. I don't have much of a take on it, but I don't think we should implode just yet. Um, like uh, Nico said, let's see what these next three weeks bring us, and then let's have a conversation on it. But, but I don't think we should implode just yet. They still did win the game. They had a rough start. Um, they did beat a rookie quarterback, but. A win is a win, right? So we'll
4: see what's up.
0: Yeah, no. I know. I'm not feeling that. All right. Moving on. We have an overtime battle. Another one that took place. The Rams defeated the Indianapolis Colts by score 29-23. to Now the Rams almost blew that lead. They were up 23 points at one time. And Matt Stafford looked banged up, but they were able to hold it long enough for them to get the victory. And we continue to see the rise of Puka Nakura. Puka Nakua who is turning into the stud of a receiver. He is. This rookie is so much fun to watch. He is arguably the best rookie receiver to ever come out of his first four games, and he gets a walk-off touchdown in this game. And uh, pretty good stuff for the stud muffin in in that guy. The Rams, I think, are looking pretty good. Anthony Richardson, I think, will be fine, too. Colts figuring out their way. But... As long as Matt Stafford is healthy, Cooper Cup is returning. I want you guys to discuss the Los Angeles Rams and see if they have any potential moving forward in the NFC West.
2: To be honest, to be honest, I didn't have the Rams on my radar, but Puka Don't think Puka's, did. Puka's got me. Puka's got me reconsidering them over there. Like he's like um like Hayden said, they could pull up a wild card seed seed or whatever. So I'm not I'm not gonna um. Sit here and count them out anymore. I'm not gonna lie, I didn't even think they would make the playoffs. But the way Puka's playing, Cup is expected to be back, I want to say, uh, real soon. So once that happens, you got a crazy dual threat. Like, and then, yo, I don't know, Matthew Stafford is starting to like fight those non believers and actually playing like a really decent, really good quarterback, game managing. Going out there, winning, winning, um, winning teams for his, winning games for his team. So, uh all I'm At all Stafford I can really still say is got it.
0: he still Anthony got Richardson. It.
2: Yeah, the, the, like that's all I can really say. Like, and he, and I think he's like what's left of the old guard of like of quarterbacks. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's crazy his generation but, for sure. It's only uh, like him Richardson and Rodgers didn't have Yeah, right? right. Richardson didn't have. The greatest game, um, but they still was able to push it to overtime. So, you know, that team's still young. They're building. Um, they really got to pay Jonathan Taylor, man. I don't know. I feel like Taylor in that game changes the dynamic of it um, by too much, but it's a solid win for the Rams. Puka, stud muffin, shit. Yeah,
4: that's that might true. have
2: to be Matt. You might have to coin that his, as his nickname.
4: The, uh, the
0: stud, the stud Samoan.
4: I'll talk from a little bit about BYU
0: that. of all I places. Mean, you
4: know, like the Rams are getting Kyron Williams to really run the ball. Matt Stafford looks good. Like you said, you got a one-two punch and uh, Puka Nakua and uh, Cooper Cup, so that's looking pretty good. Still got Aaron. Hello. Sorry. Yeah, sorry, it's my dad.
3: Yeah, no, I, uh, I think the Rams are going to improve. Obviously, Cooper Cup coming back the chemistry Matt Stafford and right. Cooper Cup have is unbelievable. Um, and now he has that uh, same chemistry with Puka. He got Tutu Atwell as a third, Higby on tight end. Um, this team has a good chance to compete for a wild card. I don't think they're going to outlast San Francisco for the division. But you have two games with Arizona. Uh, you, you definitely could Agreed. make a nice little run at this um, and possibly get in a wild card. And you never know. Once If you get in, you just got to make it to the dance. You never know what can happen once you get there.
4: I mean, yeah. uh, can I just add in real
3: quick?
2: Uh, yes, sir. Um, Williams' ground game, he had two touchdowns over 100 yeah, yards. Win. Like, they don't need to do that every game, but they need to, like, I feel like over the years, the Rams' run game is, like, weighing down. Now, if they can sustain this run, I think, I don't know, you might
4: actually can, have to really, really. And like I don't think anyone's talking about it. like Alex I'm I'm going to after I done I'm going to let you speak a little bit about this. Like Anthony Richardson looks pretty good. He's got a lot of poise, got a lot of moxie, can really run the ball. Like I I I've been pretty impressed with, with Anthony Richardson. I've been pretty impressed with this quarterback class in general through the first couple of games. Yeah. Um I yeah, Anthony Richardson's definitely got some moxie and poise. He's a lot better a lot better than I thought he would be actually coming out. I didn't he's not as raw as I quite thought he would be. Um his pocket presence and and uh, ability to get out of it and Really throwing throwing the run, have actually been pretty good, actually. So, and which was a lot of the concerns coming out of college for him that he didn't have enough experience and he wasn't a great passer. And but he's definitely a dynamic playmaker. And um, going off what you said about Jonathan Taylor, like the guy's holding out, but he's not going to find a better situation somewhere else. You, you got a pretty good defense in Indianapolis. You got a winnable division. You got a quarterback who's young and dynamic. You pair him with Jonathan Taylor would be a great combo. Like the fact that he's holding out for a better situation is it's stupid. Like if he not money, that's fine. He's not holding out for a better situation, holding out for more money, but like he's not getting a better situation somewhere else. If he wants to go somewhere else.
1: Yeah. These running backs never win out, unfortunately. And they, you know, they get paid what their position is. It's like, you know, the reality is he's still presiding over the best situation possible in in Indianapolis. And I thought we were saying, you know, when Phillip Rivers was there and then leading up to Matt Ryan, even though Matt Ryan self-destructed, it's like they were always, in my opinion, at least in that wide open division, one or two pieces away. And I still think that that roster is good enough. I think that that. the roster is, you know, good enough to compete top to bottom. So if you just add that explosiveness off the line with Jonathan Taylor, there's no reason that that can't help Richardson. I mean, he's been – um, he's been overwhelmingly very poised, like you said, in the pocket. He's been very, uh, very good in performance thus far uh, through four weeks. But just getting back to the Rams before we move on, like I, I did see this coming. I thought that McVay would have this team on the right track coming out of the out out of uh, a tough last year when they were injury ridden. Um, you know, Matt Stafford's, you know, he's still gonna be he's still gonna be himself. He's gonna make a mistake here and there, but he's a good quarterback, competent quarterback. And um I just think as the season progresses, you're gonna see more of that gamesmanship with with McVay and that coaching staff, and they're gonna really maximize what they have on that roster comparatively across the field. I see them easily being a wild card.
4: Agreed. Yeah, it's easy to see them compete. I don't know about easily getting that spot because there's there's like four or five teams that, that could compete. Um, but yeah, they could definitely easily get that. It's not without any questions, for sure.
0: All right, let's continue with the Houston Texans destroying the Pittsburgh Steelers by a score of 30 to 6 at home. CJ Stroud looks like a franchise quarterback. Cool comment collective. Still hasn't thrown a pick yet. Man, that guy is a lot of fun to watch, and good for him. The Steelers. It was said by Mike Tomlin they they are seeking changes after a, an embarrassing loss like that. Matt, Canada has turned into a public enemy of all Steelers fans, the offensive coordinator of the Steelers. Not only is he making questionable play calls and not only is he not leading that team to victory, but it was recently revealed that he may have created a burner account on Twitter to help defend his takes. And people were able to figure that out because his, the email of the burner account is his alleged work email. So pretty embarrassing stuff from Pittsburgh right now. So also, Kenny Pickett might be heard as well, but it seems like the Steelers are in some trouble. And can the great Mike Tomlin get them out of this rut? They were about to go under 500 for the first time in his regime last year. He was able to save that. And of course, it's still early, but um, it's Mike Tomlin cleaning up the mess that is taking place in Pittsburgh right now. And what do you do with Matt Cannon?
3: You fire him. It's, you, you get rid of him ASAP. You, get, you, you call him right now and you tell him he's gone. Yeah, you, you have to go to Matt Canada immediately <laughs> with that team. Especially um, with the
0: burner yeah. account, you can actually prove that there's some cause there.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> you take, <laughs> you, you take you him out back and old yell at him. Yeah, just to play oh, calling. Man. Just get him out of there. I was calling for a stop last year. I was really surprised they brought him back this year. Um, as I didn't even think he deserved that. Um but one thing I will say and I'll I'd get a lot of hate for this take. Um the one good thing for this team obviously is to go ahead and make Canada, another good thing is Mitchell Trubisky. I think Mitchell Trubisky is a better quarterback than Kenny Pickett. And I think we're going to see that in the next coming weeks. I love Mitchell Trubisky back in the Bears in about 2018, 2019. Um, I don't think he got the credit he did playing for Matt Nagy. Um, unfortunately, he's playing for Matt Canada, who's arguably worse. But I think Mike Tomlin's going to call some plays. They're going to do some different stuff that Matt is not going to have nearly as much control. Um, but on the other end of things, shout out to CJ Stroud, balling out. I I still have no idea what to think of this Houston teams. I, I don't understand them at all. I don't know if they're good. I don't know if they're bad. Just J Stroud's playing, not turning the ball over. And sometimes that's all you have to do.
4: Yeah, I mean it's um the um, Parker. I'll I'll say that
2: it was a bad beat. Um Kenny's Kenny's passer rate, Kenny's uh passing it to his completion his completions weren't that bad. He only had eight passes that he didn't complete. Um, he didn't throw any touchdowns, and he had an interception. But from watching that game, I will say that C.J. Stroud outplayed the fuck out of him, like legitimately. And if you watch that film, because I, I I watched a, a couple of films before we got in here. um, One of the films uh, on the film, you could really basically see he's getting that ball out really fast, like, but accurately fast and accurate he seems very poised um a lot of the stuff that they were saying would translate to the nfl or as a uh, or wouldn't translate from college to the nfl he's actually doing a pretty damn good job um his his win yesterday really opened my eyes to like really watching his team more um and on top of that i want to say that uh kendrick green a former Steeler, was balling he was fucking balling. And it is it, does that go to say Matt Canada's trash? Definitely. I believe that. And and I watch a lot of uh Steelers training camp. Um, James Daniels said that in the Matt Canada system, they gotta like learn a whole new way to block. It kind of throws them off and they gotta relearn shit. Matt Canada is not good. Uh a hundred, hundred and fourteen yards passing is not acceptable. Um, people are coming at Kenny. Um, Kenny does look like a Darren headlights at sometimes. Well, no, I won't lie, but when he does go through his progressions and he makes his good reads, there's good plays that come from it. I finally saw Darnell Washington catch a fucking pass. He went for 10 yards on that one pass, one catch, 10 yards. That he's a big man, like six, seven, six, eight, huge. Like, make use of that. His blocking is great. Um, Nick Herbig was in it, was it, uh, one of the uh, the the offensive Herbig, I think it was uh Nate Nate Herbig. He was in the game. He looked pretty good. Mason Cole is our weakest link on offense, legitimately. Um, we got the personnel to move around to fix this offensive line. Defense, I don't even know what the fuck is going on. Like Patrick Peterson is, I I was hyping him up in the beginning, like preseason and shit. Y'all told me now nah, he's looking like. 30 a 30 something year old quarterback, quarterback. Um, Joey Porter Jr. needs to get in the game more. Um he can't stop the run yeah. to save a life. Like it's just like yeah, the shit TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith were non existent, but you can't expect these dudes, well, not non existent. Alex Highsmith had a really good pressure, but CJ Stroud got that ball off too fucking quick. He was really poised under a like a pretty good rush. Like, yep. um. Atlanta Roberts almost got up to him one time. He got that ball off. And these little quick screens and these little quick dink and dunks, they're going for a couple of yards. Collins had a phenomenal game on our secondary yesterday. Um, yes, I keep saying yesterday. Get uh, phenomenal. So it's just like, what do we do? Like, honestly, so get rid of Canada, take him out back, lock the door, don't let him back in. Whatever you got to do. Like, take them out to the wayside, the pasture, whatever. Canada is not it. I will literally take Nagy right now, bro. I'll take anybody, bro.
1: Like, come on. like. So, I think that the, what this boils down for me, too, is like, obviously, like, this is a meaningless game in October. But I think... um I I think the question is like how bad is Pittsburgh versus how good is Houston because I like it's too early in the year to tell like which way for either direction. Um, I think we were kind of like arguing whether Pittsburgh was kind of still in contention with the AFC North with that still being up and up and up in question. But um, I like I like how Domingo Ryan has team uh, Ryan has his team playing every week. Um, Cj Stroud looks unbelievable. Um, that the pace of the game, kind of like what Barr said, like it seems like he has the pace on the wraps, like he's ready for prime time. And um, when you, when you look at, when you look at how they're winning these games, it's like, they they shut out Pittsburgh for three quarters. I mean, it's just, they, they were like dominant from like beginning to end, you know, it's, you know, excluding the first couple snaps after, after the second half and um, you know, that's just, you know, that's just, it just, it's just utter dominance. I mean, I would have expected Tomlin to manhandle from a coaching perspective, you know, a rookie coach, but um, you know, no, no, no spotlight is too big for him. And I just think that, um, you know, when you look through the schedule, like, yeah, like they're going to have a difficult time for the schedule, but I think they can hang with a lot of these teams and the FC South wide open. still.
4: that's all yeah, you can ask kind of getting a little bit I'll kind of add a little bit about what he just said. Yeah. I mean, like you got a quarterback who's who's looking for real in CJ Stroud. Um you got a coach in D'Amico Ryans who's really hyping up the boys, getting them ready to play. And like yeah, I mean that's that's gonna be an interesting team to watch. I mean I, I think they're still not a huge fan of their receiving corps, but their receiver, the receivers are making plays. Nico Collins going off. You still got Robert Woods. You got Damian Pierce who's yeah, gonna run the ball. Sleeper. Um Devin Singletary too so they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna hang around the games definitely. Um, what I think is really the most surprising though is that you have a Mike Mike the coach team and a Terrell Austin coach defense give up 30 points to, to Houston. That was that was pretty surprising. That was even more surprising than their offense, in my opinion. The, the defense playing that bad. Um, yeah, but but I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of hard to tell about really what this game was. I don't think Pittsburgh's that bad. and I don't think Houston's that good. So it's I think you're going to you're going to see can, it
1: now. They could very, very easily win the next five or six games. I mean, outside of outside of Cincinnati on November twelfth, they could easily run the table. And Cincinnati,
4: we'll talk about them later because I have a whole fucking segment for that. Are you talking about you're talking about Houston, right, Texas? Yeah, Houston. Yep. Yeah, yeah, they could. They could beat the ones. They could beat Carolina. Tampa's winnable. Cincinnati's winnable. Arizona's winnable. Jacksonville's winnable. Even Broncos and Jets. So yeah, they're going to be in a lot of games. Definitely.
0: They were a team worth betting the over. Um, if you, I did mean, nobody thought C.J.
4: Stroud was going to be this good. C.J. Stroud's looking like a yeah. C.J. Stroud keeps playing like this, they're going to win a hell of a lot of games. They may yeah. even make the playoffs. if C.J. Stroud keeps playing like this, <laughs> like he's no. been awesome. Like he's not just been good; he has been awesome. No, yeah, injury injury, He should be. I mean, he should be like really good. I mean, I rookie of the year. I, you know, he's, he's, no, I think Puka Naku is still the rookie rookie of the year. In my opinion, he's he's he's. he's He's arguably done a little bit more than than Stroud has, but that's that's just my opinion. But either one will be a good choice.
0: We will see how it is still week four, so we will see how this all unfolds. The Ravens and the Browns played. Deshaun Watson was out. Lamar Jackson scored four touchdowns. The Browns had no choice, it seemed, and the Ravens got a nice victory on the road. Lamar Jackson was debated last week. After this game, anyone want to defend their points? Is Lamar good? Do we think he's a good pocket passer now? He's running 100%. all
4: over the place. Uh, yeah. I've I've always said I thought so, Lamar Jackson as a passer is, is very very much better than people who give him credit. I actually think he's pretty good.
1: <laughs> no way. Um, no, they needed they needed to win this game. Uh, we said it from the outset um, last week on the on the show. Um, I thought it was a, definitely a statement game to keep them back in contention. But I'm still not sold on Lamar. I thought that. He's uh, he's still he's still more talented and more valuable on the ground than he is through the air, and I just don't think he can sustain that with the amount of uh, hits that he takes with
4: this offense. So even really, no. even if you saw him through four touchdowns, I mean that's that's you know, I I I think I I can yeah, understand ground, I, right? I, I could un- I could understand what you're saying, but like I, to me personally, like I do feel like his arm is is really um. I threw two in, he threw two in the air and, and yeah two two in the air and two in the ground. So but I feel like his his uh. His, his arm I definitely feel like is definitely uh pretty underrated. I mean he's he he's completing seventy five percent of his passes right now. He's a sixty four percent all time completion percentage. The biggest,
1: the, the, the biggest the biggest thing that goes unnoticed um is the, the presence of Mark Andrews because we, we never give him credit and put him in the conversation with the other tight ends, but he's definitely no, he's definitely, definitely he's definitely him worth and, his uh, so-
4: him turned- Kelsey oh, him Kelsey and Kittle in my opinion.
1: Well, well, it's particularly when, when, when teams scheme and game plan for, for teams. Like, he's a game changer in that regard because he really stretches the field unlike any other.
3: Absolutely. Yeah, no, and, like, I, I do think Lamar's arm is also underrated. Um, I just love the whole John Harbaugh system. Um, Love Baltimore. Uh, I think they're going to keep winning games, just keep running what they're doing. They're always going to be in the mix. Um, but Lamar does not get enough credit at the end of the day. Zay Flowers, another player who, um, granted, if – just throughout and Puko and having these good of years could have also be arguably loving well, cat. <laughs> could have could have arguably be um um a, a eligible player, for rookie there. I, I really like Zay Flowers. I like this team. I like Mark Andrews. Um, we'll see. We'll See what happens in the next couple of weeks.
2: Again, I hate both of these teams. They're both they're both I uh, hate them both. Uh, but I did say that um, their run game wouldn't suffer too much. Their run game. Is actually still pretty efficient. Um, Lamar Jackson has some pretty good passes, two touchdowns in the air, um, two on the ground. Uh, Zay Flowers is looking real nice. Um, Mark Andrews, like we said, that him not him not being there is really big. Um, I agree with Hayden, definitely top three uh tight end in the league right now. You got a game plan around Mark Andrews. He's a tight end that can catch it like a receiver. But still but still can block. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you gotta kinda like you, you gotta you gotta plan for this team. They on paper, they may not look the scariest, but then you got um Patrick Queen and fucking Roquan Smith on defense. Uh they're a great duo. So you know, this team's got it this team's pretty good. The Browns just did not show up at all. Um they didn't have uh Deshaun Watson
3: to to be fair, but
1: it is what he it is. Got, he got and
3: stuck what, in the massage parlor. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. And what? And what happened with? Because like, like there's there's like late rollouts. Like I know, like I'm just saying like fantasy perspective. Mm-hmm. He got rolled out at like 12, 30, 12, 45. Like that's yeah. unheard of.
1: Yeah, it is. And that usually, wasn't
3: fair. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like usually, like Amari
2: Cooper is your number one receiver. He got sixteen yards. But
3: come on. I I really think it was unexpected. I really think for them to roll him out that late, they really were banking on him playing. Um, and then. Yeah, but putting them yeah, back yeah, up. They had,
0: they had no game plan
3: whatsoever. So, none shows zero negative.
2: And they were like, Yeah, we can take this L. We going to take this L today. Was I was L. kind of see. surprised
0: because Dorian Thompson, he actually played well replacing Deshaun last year. But again, I think whether it was just underprepared or whatever, it um clearly was a mess. And I want to talk about more teams that are messes. And Alex Renelio, you can add on to this with the Titans defeating the Bengals by a score of twenty eight to three. Um, sorry, twenty seven to three. Bengals uh, had a bad loss, a horrendous game by Cincy. They are now one and three to start the season. It seems Joe Burrow's calf injury. It seems that Joe Burrow's, calf inju- Joe Burrow's calf injury is really holding him back now, and maybe it's time to consider sitting him down a few games to get that fully healed because he is not helping anyone. Jamar Chase is very emotional in the locker room again. And um, it's pretty bad for Cincy. Mr. Ranellio, you can allow your thoughts to be heard right now.
1: So I will keep it short and sweet. Um, I know a lot of people had other picks for the AFC, but I stood proudly by Cincinnati saying that even with the injury, They were going to come back and represent the AFC this year, but I'm pretty much getting ready to sign those rights away and and get off the bandwagon. I just think that this is chalking up to a lost season with this injury. Um, It's sad to see this team, you know, be in such disarray and be this, um, you know, ravaged by, you know, just dysfunction. Um, I still believe in the organization and, and what they've built thus far, but it just seems like they don't have enough in the tank to work around Joe Burrow. Um, when he's hobbled on one foot and it's 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 really unfortunate um i just think it's going to end up being a lost season i think that they could run this back next year and be the the toast of the afc again but um it, it's really amazing to see you know how crushing it's been for that calf injury with burrow thus far and and it's it's not it's like he 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 he's we, we put him, like, the highest standard because, like, he went to a Super Bowl so early on and he was, you know, MVP back at LSU. But it's like he, he's basically putting up pedestrian numbers. He's putting up, like, what Daniel Jones would give his left nut for. And it's like <laughs> – and they don't have anything to show for it. They're one in three. They're in dysfunction and they have a tough schedule. And I can understand why Jamar Chase is frustrated because he sees that glimmer of hope, that, that return back to the Super Bowl, kind of grasping through his hands – And I think that that's really killing him because of the love he has for Burrow and this team. And it's like, it's hard, it's hard to kind of put my, my, you know, it's, it's hard to put it any, any more pointed than that. But uh, Tennessee, I still think that they're just, they're just another team. Um, I don't, I don't believe in them for the remainder of this year, but um, you know, who knows? It was a good win.
3: Yeah, no, I uh, Joe Burrow, it's been it's been bad. It's been a bad start to the year. Uh, and I completely think it's the injury. I think he is gonna unbelievable, I think he's gonna have an unbelievable career. Um but I do disagree with you, Alex, in the sense that I don't think they are out. Um Baltimore, I don't think, but it hasn't in the past, had that kill mentality where they're just gonna run away with this division. Pittsburgh, big question mark, and Cleveland don't know what's going on there, too. I think they're going to hang around a lot and can definitely succeed. This team just gets hot at the right time later on in the year. They can make it. I do like what you, the way you said, though. Um, Jamar Chase has every right in the world to be frustrated right now. Um, they got to run more plays to the ball, set some screens for him, get him the ball in motion, get him some jet sweeps. He's just get always open, as he says. Yeah, just look, let him hey, make I, plays.
1: I want to just um, clarify before before can you continue to go on. I'm only saying that, I'm selling this stock as them being the representatives of the AFC uh, North, uh, and the AFC champions. I still think they could possibly squeeze out this division just because there's still a lot of question marks, particularly with Baltimore. But go ahead. I just wanted to clarify that.
3: No, no, no. Absolutely. You're right. I, I just think uh, this is a team that if you they make it in January – I think you don't want to see them. They're too scary. Joe Burrow knows how to win games. Um, the, the chemistry between him, Jamar, T. Higgins, um, and Joe Mixon. Keep feeding Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon will get touches and I think the team will be um better. Um, but for half off Tennessee, um, Derek Henry is gonna get his yards. Um I, I, I want to know what the stat is on Derrick Henry when he has a week like he did last week where he did absolutely nothing to the week after. It seems like he just always dominates that mm-hmm. next week. doesn't matter who it is. He just always seems to be Derrick Henry. Um, it was But a return Tennessee, Ryan Tannehill,
4: um, absolutely. you,
3: you got to buy into that Cincinnati, system with that offense.
4: Um, we, we didn't speak about Tennessee yet. Tennessee, I feel like every year, is a sneaky team that nobody ever talks about and wins games every freaking year. Because they're well coached and well put together, um,
0: they just had a more a influential quarterback
4: in the AFC Maybe South. Like AFC. they're every year, they they always hang around, win games. Nobody ever really talks about them every year. This is been the same story for for the last like five six years. Yet yeah, they've 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 represented the AFC in an AFC title game before. Um They've won divisions. They know how to win. They have a quarterback who's who's won AFC South titles in Ryan Tano. Like you say what you want. Maybe he's aging a little bit, but like you know, the team still wins, plays pretty good behind him. So. Who knows with them? Um, I think they're a team that people see oh that a God. lot. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, credit to uh, say much.
0: Mike Vrabel for that. Yeah.
2: I'm not even going to say much. Um, it's a bad beat for the Bengals, too. The Titans just handled business, like, really well. They're going to throwing a touchdown, running a touchdown. Uh, you can't beat that performance. Um, Joe Burrow did not look good at all. And I feel like this team is a shame, to be honest. I feel like they finished fourth in the AFC this year, in the AFC North this year. Um, and I honestly, I, I don't know. This is a team that basically carried mostly on their offense. Like, their defense really ain't that great. Um, and they lost Jesse Bates. That's That was a big hit. So, like, y'all look at it. Like, I don't know. I think the Titans won this in, in typical King Henry fashion. And Brian Tannehill needed this win so people don't start sitting here going, like, get him out of there. But, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's all I got on it because, you know, hit the Bengals.
0: The Broncos were down by 21 points and Denver swarms back. Russell Wilson has three touchdowns. They played the Bears and uh, the Broncos won by a score of 31 to 28. The Bears couldn't score a touchdown after the. It could not score a touchdown after the third quarter and everything turned to shit for them. But what is new about the Chicago bears and the Matt Eberflus era, the uh, Broncos say face, but it is clear that they do not have a top defense. They might have top defensive players on it, but they aren't doing much. And they are very lucky to sneak in this victory against a franchise that is even worse than them. And let me, say something. Do you think Matt Eberfuss gets fired on Thursday night if they lose to the Commanders? I think so. That'll be the first coach axing. Like, they are actually closing in on on not having to win a football game in an entire calendar year in the NFL.
3: I think it's too early. Um, I, I, I oh, oh, by the way, I'm saying this experience. also. I should,
0: I should mention this was from a Peter King article that dropped in the middle of this podcast that they're thinking oh, okay. that might be something from an executive. So I should have said that there are rumblings that if they don't win on Thursday, that Eberfuss is out.
3: It, it's tough. Um, I, I, personally don't think he should be. Um, it, it, it's a tough team, the offensive line stinks. Um, all around Herbert running. They're not running. They're not throwing fields. You can say what you want about fields. I don't think fields is the, all the problem either. Um, but, yeah, you have to win that game. You, you, you have to definitely win that game. Um, especially when, it, when you're playing such bad football and you did everything right in that first half, you have to do everything in your power to win that game.
4: Yes, it's, um, it's, it's a mess. On, it's the last 14 games, so. Speaking
3: speaking of Denver though, I do want to talk about Denver a little bit. Um uh he didn't mentioned earlier in the episode about um he said that he he likes the Broncos thinks his team is is they're they're better than what people are saying. I completely agree. I think it's a great take. Um I think that offense is very good. I really like Russell Wilson, think they have some weapons, um, think they will really make a difference. However, they got to figure it out on defense. You allow twenty eight points to the Bears. Uh, the Bears and the Giants. <laughs> uh, no, no offense, Matt, uh, uh, but the Bears and the Giants shouldn't be scoring more than twenty points on
4: any team. Yeah, Jets do. Um, Jets are offensively challenged.
3: Yeah, you, can, you can throw the Jets in there. The Jets um, in there but yeah, you got to figure it out. I don't think Sean Payton was expecting this. Um, I think Sean Payton is very shocked
4: at the way. Because, like Matt right, mentioned, I hope,
3: they I hope have we'll the guys
4: Sean Payton next week with the Jets, and they rub it into his face with the Hackett. Oh, I. Oh my God. I, I can't. I can't deal with them beating us. I can't. Sorry. <laughs> not, nothing.
3: Yeah, no you're right no i can't those takes before the season are just living down um but like what matt said like they got guys on defense they got the names they're just what's happening it's really weird
0: just let they're just letting people open on them they're it seems like they just give up at times it's um I don't know what it is. Maybe it's I don't know if it's a Sean Payton issue. Maybe I know people were thinking he was really eyeing that Dallas job and getting the Denver was almost the job he got by default. Is his heart really in there? I don't know. Reckon he got paid anyways. So it's a it's a mystery. But at least Russell Wilson's stepping up. And uh you could at least say that. And it's it's just very strange. The Broncos were one of the last teams I thought would have a rough start like this.
2: Uh, I really got nothing much to say about this game. It was a weird watch, to be honest. But I do say that Russell Wilson did need this win. Sean Payton, too.
1: Yeah, it was a, it was a must win. It was desperation. I think both teams are kind of in the same boat in that regard. Uh, I think Denver's really trying to save a lot of face this season because this looks bad not only on Payton and Wilson, but on Elway. Elway's had repeatedly time and time and time again, year after year, being kind of the architect to get the quarterback right and still can't get it right. And now he finally has the guy, but doesn't have the combination with the with with the coach. And I think this is going to be a continual kind of mysterious kind of science experiment. Seeing this um this fusion together uh for, as the season progresses. But like you know, like Matt said, like it just seems like there's 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 periods when I watch them where they just they just look like they're out of it. Like they don't know their. They don't know their defensive roles. They don't know where they're supposed to be, and then they have brilliance on offense for little peaks and glimmers. And it's like that's the Russell I remember in Seattle, or you know, that's that's the guy I remember in this city or that city. And it's like you just just put it together, you know, just put it together.
2: That's also, all you, you can do. A lot of good time throws.
1: The Bucks played the
0: Saints in a game that I thought Baker Mayfield had 100% of time of possession. That um it seems the Bucs never left the field on offense. Baker has another three-touchdown game. Though they lose Mike Evans to a hamstring injury, the Bucks get back into their winning ways. The Saints seem like they may have rushed Derek Carr a little too fast. He was not looking good whatsoever. And they should have started Jameis Winston. He got in the game eventually, but it was too late from there. <laughs> What's the bigger story you I got did, out of uh, it?
2: Derek Carr. Uh the Saints rushing Derek carback pretty much. God, that's that's your biggest um thing. and on top of that, Mike Mike, Mike, Mike Evans is going down. That's gonna be big for that um that Buccaneers team. They still got Chris Godwin, but that's gonna be big for them.
4: You, you didn't talk about Baker Mayfield's like career renaissance with, with Tampa Bay. I mean, the guy looks like phenomenal. He's like the guys love playing for him, they love his moxie, like they could easily win the NFC South with with him as. We will or, see. We will see. Way too early. Way too early. Baker, the, uh, no. I mean, they love playing. Baker for him. Baker's he's a bust. Them, in my he's opinion. giving them confidence. Like I, I, don't. I don't agree with you on that. I think you know, the, the main story I, the from this game is Baker Mayfield's like. Yeah, no. Like, I mean, Baker was so good. That's ain't go him. for him. That being said, that being said, like I mean, Derek Carr is probably too hard to play. But I mean, I was, It was just surprising they they. Uh, they really dominated that game versus Saints, who I honestly picked. I want to say I picked them to go to the Super Bowl. Actually, I think it was a surprise team. So, I was yeah, surprised I think by you that. did. I actually was. Yeah, I did pick them to go to Super Bowl. So I was I was very surprised by that. Um, really, but yeah. I'm not changing my <laughs> tune. But it's 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 very it's very um surprising to see how well Baker Mayfitt's playing. it's nice to see, considering he got kind of shown the boot in Cleveland for. I honestly think he actually played okay. He he won them a playoff game in Cleveland. I think he was kind of prematurely shown the boot there a little bit. But um. Yeah. Nice to see I, that he's kind of uh showing some rebirths and signs of life in Absolutely.
3: he's you no know, he brought some swagger, brought some oxygen to this team, like you mentioned, yeah. um that needed that. They needed that energy on um, either a guy like there yeah, to come over that and Brady. Yeah. It, uh, yeah, but you need it after I'm just saying like you need someone like that to like fire yeah. them up after Brady, hundred percent agree. Volt Volter like, put a lightning strike in the car. Yeah, that's it. Like, you, you want to play for them.
4: The yeah, whole definitely. team buys You, you want to play for Baker. I'm not saying you have to love Baker, but he's a guy you want to play for him. Like, he's kind of arrogant. He's kind of fiery. Like, he, he he's he's not so much a leader in that he says the right things. He's a leader in that how he behaves and he gets the guys going. Like, he's got... He's he's got that, he does have that redeeming quality. He yeah, he yeah. has that he has that charisma and that redeeming
3: quality. He's he's, you know? he's that type, he's the exact guy that if he's on your team, you absolutely love him, I'll we'll oh, fight for yeah, him. Yeah, but yeah, if you yeah, play against him, yeah, you hate, you yeah, hate yeah. him. He's, he's you one hate him. He's um, one of those guys. one of those guys. But speaking with sure. the Saints, I was very happy. Um I was very upset obviously with the performance, and I think it all was on Derek Carr getting rushed back. Um I like how Camara came back, got right involved back in the offense, um, especially in the passing game. He gave him thirteen and receptions, I believe.
4: A, you give up three touchdowns touchdowns the to baker like you're supposed to be like a great defense like you know, that was yeah, bad. bad not bad. supposedly a good defense Yeah, supposedly. yeah I mean, no it actually is a pretty good defense you just you know had a bad game yeah it seems also had a I return
0: got- the return of Alvin Kamara too who was okay seems that like all he yeah, was getting so touches.
3: Yeah, he just, just tried to give him the ball, let him go to work. Um I was very disappointed. Saints were my preseason pick to win at NFC South. Yeah, so um, they were they were my pick for And I'm very disappointed. I really would have liked James Swinston to start this game and play this game. Um and versus Tampa Bay too versus formal team. I, I I really love that at home. Um just putting Derek Carr out there, I think was the main reason. Not obviously Baker Mayfield's performance was the main reason, but Derek Carr out there rushed was just added an insult to injury. Literally. So
0: I'm going to talk about this game. and looking forward to talking about it with this crew, especially you, Alex Rinello. And um, I'm sure my texts during the week prove that. But the Chargers defeated the Raiders by a score of 24 to 17. No Jimmy G. He was popular in the preseason. Aiden O'Connell. He comes in from Purdue, and, you know, imagine your first NFL game, and you get sacked by Khalil Mack six times alone, and then he had another one. But the man did keep his composure. He kept himself in there, and I got a lot of respect for the dude. Um, Herbert played a good game, too, but the Raiders had a banged up – Devontae Adams, I see Jared Tillery fighting the entire Chargers offensive, the entire Chargers sideline that was intense, it's not looking good, it seems like the Raiders are not disciplined whatsoever and they're even getting grappled on the field I mean literally, I saw a wrestling move I mean what is happening the disrespect for the Raiders and Josh McDaniels has to go my guy, and I'm sure you are aware of that and even with Brandon Staley the gambler, he's a straight up gambler with these games. He continues the risky play calling, going on fourth and one with three and a half minutes to go on the Raiders 45. He decides to go for it, he fails, and ultimately the uh defense saves his ass. Asante Samuel Jr. with the pick, and um. Chargers win, Staley's going to keep his job. But this game in particular, and we also that that viral video I showed of of Raider fans doing blow in the stadium. Everyone's Mm -hmm. had enough, and I feel like this particular game for the Raiders fan base really is the epitome of what has happened in the last five years. Like, I really think that was a winnable game that they just could not capitalize on.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, because mcdaniels for one thing is a fake coach um he has no business being there had no business being hired there it was it was should hired, they should have hired was, the enemy
4: that's what they should have hired.
1: well it was it was born out in his short time in denver where tebow saved his ass so my my my, my anger my anger frustrates to serial killer level every week we're watching this team um I, I, I really, they, they, have no, there shouldn't even have been a one touchdown game when you look at the stats. I mean, it was utterly dominated from the Chargers, who, by the way, didn't really play a great offensive game either. They just were able to control all three phases of the game. But um, this team is in disarray. I, again, you know, it's, it's already early, but it's looking dismal. And um, I can't, I can't boot McDaniel's fast enough, and I can't boot Mark Davis fast enough because he's literally running this team into the fucking ground. If you're gonna tell me that. The only reason you left Oakland was to get this stadium built. Well, congratulations, because you're not winning any fucking games.
3: <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's...
1: P-U. It's
3: a rough call there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's, that's all you
1: can say. I need, uh, yeah. I need a key bump, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: that, that, that was that's insane. The, 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 uh, that was yeah. by far the craziest thing. And I've not seen it really go that viral. Maybe because you know they're straight up doing illegal drugs in this in the stadium. Kids at home,
1: It's at home, don't do drugs.
0: <laughs> I mean, that was that's. I mean, what is NFL security? Is there such a thing? They were able <laughs> to somehow fun. sneak that it's in. Fun.
1: Yeah, it's sugar, baby. It's I up. guess
0: so. That's what. The, that's, what have, uh... that's what they. That's what they did to say to the prosecutors. It's just sugar.
1: That, well, was, um, that was most, that was the most that was the most that was the most raider that was the most raider thing I've seen all season.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and
1: Sugar <laughs> <burger>. <laughs>
3: Exactly the most favorite thing. But speaking on the other side of things, the Chargers. Um, Chargers were my pick to win the AFC this year. And I I don't know what they have to do. Um it, I, they just let teams hang around. Like this should have been a game where you won by three plus scores. You, you oh. it's a one possession game versus uh first uh quarterback making his debut start. You have Coolio Mac playing the Raiders. Uh like it it's tough. You, you can't to let these teams hang around. You have to have that cut through, cutthroat mentality. It uh, hurt them last year when they obviously got eliminated versus Jacksonville. Um, I don't know if it's a Justin Herbert thing or if it's a Staley thing, but you have to get this instinct where you just can't let teams hang around. Because you let teams hang around, uh, Asante Samuel doesn't make that play, the Raiders can win that game. It's yeah, it's just it's ridiculous. Ridiculous. You just gotta figure it out. Um, because you have the talent. You have Joey Bosa, you have Quill Mac off the edge, Derwin James. Like you're, you're secondary, it's not the same as junior. Uh you have all you have all these athletes all over the field, and you just can't put you you beat the Raiders hang around in a one possession game in the fourth quarter with a chance to win. Like, what are we doing, Staley? What are what are we doing? And La- what are we doing? We gotta figure what? it out. He's Joe and you and he I just agree.
0: always gets away with
4: it.
2: Oh, I, I agree with <laughs> I agree with Nico. Like, uh if Asante doesn't make that play, that's a different ball game. Like, like literally, like, so the Raiders were like not out of the game the whole time, but it, it was just a good win by the Chargers, to be honest.
0: <laughs> I love it. I loved it. I loved that watch and that one in particular. And then I love seeing the England Patriots getting their ass handed to them in Jerry World. The Cowboys did it.
2: Yeah, I agree. <laughs>
0: Cowboys win by a score of 30 to 3. In the literal worst call in the literal worst loss of his career Bill Belichick has a nightmare scenario. Mac Jones got benched in the game and they lose their number one pick in Christian Gonzalez not good for the Patriots. What are you going to do now if you're Bill?
3: Golden tucks- got put I'm retiring. No, I, I, I think you got to play. I mean, to be fair, like who, who do they have Like, on offensively? Oh, yeah. like they Stephenson, have nothing. Like,
0: Matthew Judon, and that? also just on defense, Matthew Judon's hurt too, so yeah. injury bug is happening, but continue?
3: No, absolutely. No, Judon being hurt, yeah, 100%, but that's going to hurt. But, like, this team just doesn't have anybody. They don't have one explosive player on the team that you think is going to make this team great. Yeah, Juju, Juju is in thing. <laughs> yeah, he's not.
2: Gusecki yeah. is a shell of his former self.
3: Yeah, Juju Ezekiel Juju's- Elliott
2: is honestly the worst off, off season signing. There you go. You said uh, I'm sorry I didn't cut you off, Nico, but I know Hayden said something about uh, Dalvin Cook yeah. and um mm. someone else. Darren yeah. Waller. Yeah, yeah, yeah Darren. No. Darren yeah. Waller. Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott is worse. No, yeah, no. no. It's, Dalvin it's, it's, Cook not, is
3: averaging yeah. like two yards a carry. Yeah, that was that was rough too, and I was the double cook guy. Ezekiel Elliott's averaging two point seven. Oh, well. it, it it didn't make sense, but you, you got to get a guy in this team. Just it might be to the point that you just do a full rebuild. Like I know after the Brady era, they try to stay competitive, did everything they can get in this team, but maybe you just got to do a complete rebuild. you're in the process of it, you kind of half-assed rebuild. I think you got to go all out and just let's do it. Like I'm not saying tank. I hate using that word, but. Mm-hmm. Maybe Matt, Killen, Matt Killens, I don't personally believe is the guy. If you think he is the guy, get him weapons then, because he has yeah. nobody to throw to.
1: At least, low
3: and nobody to throw to. And you
1: have to dirty. at least try starting. I mean, my God, Zappy already won the locker room.
2: <clears throat> exactly. He yeah, won the I,
1: locker room last year, when he had him, and you know, like like you said, embrace full rebuild. Because the reality is, this division's way better than you, and it's <laughs> like. No, like everybody in this division oh is better and they're only getting better. And the reality <clears throat> is that they're predictable and they're not good enough on defense to stop anybody. And that's Bill's calling card. So it's just, it looks like it's time, honestly. And I think that as the season progresses, you're going to see Bill try to save face and, and try to salvage this thing. But it's just, it's just his time to go. We said in the preseason game, uh, the preseason episode that <clears throat> when we made our picks that the only way that he's going to be able to inspire and kind of successfully uh, hand the baton pass off, is if he starts bringing in the former Patriot guys to kind of galvanize this this young team, but he can't he he can't do it. It's just it, it's so weird. He's so stuck in his ways.
3: That's a and and I like they're trying to play with San Francisco. trying to get the ball just with the athletes, like uh, just throw passes, let the athletes do anything. You don't have the athletes to do it. Uh, oh. Belichick it has to be frustrated. I don't know besides what being actually said that you just got to go full tank. You got to stop half-assing it. I think it's time to go full tank, full rebuild, rebuild this whole entire team.
1: In the meantime, in the meantime, the remainder of the season, you have to at least try starting Zappi because you know, you're getting Mac Jones at this point. It's not going to get any better.
0: Yeah. I I do think Bill is going to be coaching still for a very long time. He's 71 years old. I think he's done 48, 48 professional seasons.
1: Oh, no. No. He's because he could have taken. Here's the thing my only pushback, Matt, before you move on. He could have taken that San Diego job when it was open a couple years ago. He didn't want to do it. He's going to finish in, in New England. No,
0: no. <laughs> uh, no, the most definitely. I'm just saying he's there as long as he wants to be there. Most definitely. He's not leaving to go somewhere else. And no. Kraft gave him the keys. So you think Robert Kraft would
1: fire him? No. No, Kraft gave Brady the keys. He gave Brady the keys, and when Brady left, he had a lot of internal uh, uh, friction starting to, to starting to happen. But now that they're not winning, it's gonna the wheels are gonna start coming off. I don't think that he's gonna let them live out the season, honestly.
0: You really, you really think Robert Kraft wow, will fire Bill Belichick in the I'll middle you, of his season? I mean, that'd it, be it, NFL it, history. It's right
1: kind of Let me explain. I think that I think right now. They're trying to tr- to treaty some kind of peace agreement behind closed doors to make this work through the rest of the season and ride it out. But I think that he's getting ready to let Bill go after this year.
4: interesting. I, I mean, it does make that. sense. It is especially fundamentally, it makes especially sense. If, if if they they tank out the year, it could make some sense. They can't because the thing with
1: Boston as a market, you can't go on losing this long. It just can't happen. <clears throat>
0: All right, it'd be definitely interesting to see that that could get its own pod. The Bill Belichick actually getting fired, but um, we'll wait to cross <laughs> the bridge when we get it's there. Not, In the
4: final, it's, it's not, it's not, it's not the craziest thing for how badly they've they've ruined Mac Jones. It's it's really not. It's not the craziest stuff. Uh-
3: I think I think it's the most insane thing ever.
4: I, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I I, I, don't know. I think I, it's I, absolutely. I I would not be surprised if something were as,
3: as as a, as a Syracuse basketball fan. I can kind of really like Jim Beheim. Past couple of years, it was time for him to go. <laughs> but like, you can't fire. Like, you don't fire somebody like that.
0: You
4: just yeah. They fired Tom Landry. Dude, dude.
0: That was so, a different you know. time when people had balls. Yeah, they were now time. people are too loyal. <laughs> Robert Kraft, absolutely. 82 years old. Hmm. We will see. Listen, I would Watson. be,
4: I, I would, I would, I'd be shocked him, but like you know, it it's crazy things. Well, I, what I'm saying
1: is they're trying to do this peacefully and 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 civilly. I think they're trying to get these these places and these plans in in, in place before the end of the season. And you gotta, and again, you made a great point, Matt, like highlighting that uh, Kraft is 82. I think he's looking to start handing the keys off on the way that Stephen Jones is trying to inherit it from Jerry. So. <laughs>
0: Right. Definitely great points. We'll see where it ultimately leads. And the final game to discuss is the San Francisco 49ers taking care of the Arizona Cardinals by a score of 35 to 16. We just know that San Francisco's going to just coast to the playoffs. Let's be real. They have everything working for them. And uh, Brock Purdy is also looking like he is a legit quarterback in this league, too. Christian McCaffrey, as long as he's healthy, we're seeing this Hall of Famer not being stopped. And uh, the defense just straight up eats up people. Cards are still rebuilding. They didn't compete as well as they had in the first three weeks, which I think really proves something with the 49ers, that if the Cards were able to make the, the AFC East pretty competitive, and then they play the 49ers and they are competitive. I think that shows that the 49ers may be a little bit leveling up to the other teams. We'll ultimately see where that goes. But again, I just seen the 49ers just, just rocking and rolling until, um, you know, this week will definitely be a test against Dallas, but um, they're very interesting. And, uh, and they're just arguably the best team in the league.
2: I mean, I can't really think I of think what they the best is. team
3: in the league. Um, no, I, can't hear
2: and I you kinda that. gotta I kinda gotta agree with you on that one. Um yeah, they allowed 16 points, but it's 16 points. Um Christian McCaffrey's a god every time he gets on the the football <laughs> field. Um Brandon Ayuk is really fucking scary. 141 yards, six receptions, no touchdowns. Fuck if he scored a touchdown. That shit in itself is scary in itself. Like He's like a number two, like, I think he's like supposed to be their number two receiver. He's playing like their number one. Debo was I literally. I
0: think he is, is not wide receiver number one now.
2: Oh, he is now? Well, well
0: he's his number one target. Congratulations. But continuing.
2: Congratulations to him because he's playing like he deserves that shit. Like, literally, like, Ayuk is like opening the field, striding, ripping and running. Um, Like, aside from his 141 yards receiving, Let's say he didn't do that. They basically killed the game with McCaffrey himself. Like four touchdowns, three rushing and one receiving. McCaffrey ran it up. Um, can't really say much for for the Cardinals. Good game, Josh Dobbs. Um, that's pretty much it. Like Brock Purdy. Like I was watching because I didn't watch this game live. I so saw I was watching the uh, the highlights. Man, that was probably the most efficient quarterback play all week. Missed. One pass, like legitimately. Like I and I'm watching the game, I'm like, man, Brock Purdy ain't all that. He ain't all that. Then he keeps going. Not missing. Not missing. Not missing. I'm like, shit, Purdy actually might have something going on for him. Yeah. So I changed my take.
3: I agree. I, I I agree with what you said. I think Purdy does have something. Just get the ball in the hands of the playmakers, let them make plays. Um Peggy bat what Matt said as well. Um, this team just does not have a weakness. I don't know how who beats this team other than Philadelphia. I don't see I, I I'm not, I don't know if I'm biased, like I'm not even a San Francisco fan or anything. I just think this is the most complete team. I've seen in recent years. They just, if Purdy just doesn't turn the ball over, he's a smart quarterback. He knows how to manage time. He knows exactly what to throw. He's not going to force any jump balls or crazy passes. He keeps us up. I don't know who beats this team besides Philadelphia. I, I really. I, I will say, I will
2: say the one weakest point, but it's not even that weak. Like it's not like a glaring discrepancy,
1: but their weakest point is probably their secondary. That's pretty much it. No, no, you guys are you guys are missing it. Their biggest, you, uh, Nico. You said what the only way that they 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 lose these games. I got I got one guy, and his name is Kyle Shanahan. And I just think that when it comes, money's on the line in the playoffs. It's yet to be seen. I'm still waiting for it. Um, I, other than that, I have no reservations with this team. They're they're complete top to bottom. But I need to see Shanahan close the deal in a big fucking game. So it's a great. Up, it's,
3: it's, a, it, it's a great thing. I think Shanahan is a great coach, but like you said, can't still, win the big still. game. Can't win the big game. Max, right. You, you, need, you need to have that dog in you uh, when it comes to the playoffs in wait, 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 January. Um. Yeah. But yeah. Um. McCaffrey unreal performance. Arizona. I I still very impressed with their start this year. Um. Basically being in every game besides this past week. Um. Obviously beating Dallas the week before. Um, I, I just think Arizona is the worst team in football. I give them a lot of credit for somewhat competing in these games, but when you're playing a team like San Francisco, they're going to play Philadelphia in a couple weeks. They're They're just not going to stand any chance for teams like this. Um, Arizona is going to keep making some games competitive. I will see that throughout the year, but I would not be surprised if the win total, uh, four and a half under still stays true.
2: And I, I gotta give it to the Cardinals because like, I don't know if they're necessarily tanking, but you got to give respect to a team that, you know, that, that they, even though they, even they know they're not that great, but they come out and ball every fucking week. Like, you got to kind of give it to them. Minus that, like, you know, so it is what it is. Agreed. Agreed. Let's make
0: these week 5 picks right here, right now, starting with Thursday night. We have excuse me Thursday night we have the Chicago Bears going to Washington 0-4 Bears the 2-2 and 2. Washington Commanders Washington open up at minus 5.5 give me Washington in the points taking care of the Bears mightily as they keep collapsing and then we will see on Friday that Matt Eberflus is no more which is insane in the first five weeks you lose your defensive coordinator and head coach no culture
3: Yeah, no, I. Yeah,
1: uh,
3: okay. you know, but I, I, I do think Washington wins this game. However, I do like Chicago plus five and a half. Um, from a betting standpoint, um, <laughs> I do think they're gonna keep this game close. Washington coming off an absolute heartbreaker. Um, same thing with Chicago. Both teams actually coming off massive heartbreakers on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, I just really, really think. Um, this is going to be a field goal game. Justin Fields has this confidence now. I'm thinking after last week, where he thinks he can ball out a little bit, and um, I can see this game being a final score of 20 to 17, Washington. I got it,
2: 38, uh, 31. I think uh, 38, 31. We got a lot of points, Washington. Uh, I got Washington balling out on the Bears. I think this is the game where people are like, okay, this team might. I know it's the Bears, but I feel like they actually do something. So
4: Well, considering the Bears have given up twenty points and I wanna say like fifteen straight games, twenty more points in fifteen straight games or something, crazy like that. Uh I'm gonna go with like a twenty-eight twenty twenty-eight uh I'll go with like a twenty eight, twenty-seven game with Washington when handed in the game when I kicked to win the game. Twenty four
1: twenty-four seventeen Chicago. <clears throat>
0: Back in London, the Jacksonville Jaguars are playing the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo opening at minus five and a half. Give me Buffalo and the points on this one as well.
2: I'll take Buffalo on the points, too. I think that uh, uh, Jacksonville tries to make it a close game or, like, you know, it seems like it's going to be. And then the Bulls kind of pull away like 35-27.
3: Uh, I like Buffalo in this game as well. Um, I like the over in this game in particular. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Um, the only thing that can play a big factor, Jacksonville's kind of used to the time difference now. They, they, they kind of became accustomed to what's going yeah. on in Europe. They, uh, they're they prepared. They're having the. They have another
4: London game. Buffalo is another London game. I mean, uh, Jacksonville is another London game? That's this right. It Jacksonville, London, it's Jacksonville-London, yeah. correct? That's possible you can get two in a year. I just, oh, I money, I, I money, money, like money,
0: money. I don't
4: like I mean think we
2: got a Germany game too this year.
3: <laughs> um, yeah, I don't like how it's back to back. That's the only thing that I'm worried about with the Bills is Jacksonville, like that time difference. Alex mentioned it earlier. It's hard to go overseas and play a game, yeah. They uh, have back to back, yeah. So. It's bad
4: for their fans because they lose two home games they, they lose, yeah.
3: But the, I, they're the number one fan base in London,
4: but still, yeah, it's still, be it's still really bad for their fan base and, and like the Jacksonville 100%. Yeah. You're paying for 100%. season tickets and losing a game, but their yeah. owners still. Oh. Yeah,
3: yeah, I think I do got Buffalo in a high scoring game. Uh, final score, I'd say like a 35 27. I really do think it's a shootout. All right,
1: uh, so, I'm right, I'm actually, right, right, yeah, I'm right there too. I had 35 28 originally. Uh, I think it's gonna be a shootout as well.
0: <laughs> so, Tennessee is going to Indy, the spread is even, so pick them, guys. Who you got? I'm going to go with Indianapolis on this one. Uh,
4: I'm taking Tennessee in this one. I'm taking, I'm taking Tennessee, Tennessee with the, 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 the spread and the points. I'm taking Tennessee 24-21. Indianapolis.
1: Uh, Tennessee never wins two in a row.
3: Mm-hmm. I I agree with I agree with Alex here. Um, I like the Colts. <laughs> I like the Colts at home this game. Um, This is another game sneaky from my betting standpoint. Um, I also like the over in this game. Um, I think this is going to be a sneaky one, like a 28-21 or a uh, 28-24 Colts final.
1: Yeah, there you go.
3: There
0: you go, indeed. So we have the New Orleans Saints going to New England, where New England is opening at minus one and a half. Give me the Saints getting the upset. And the points.
2: I'll take that. I'll take that too. Um I see another low score. I see a low scoring game on this one, honestly. So I see the Saints taking this one probably like seventeen
3: to nine. I I like the Patriots. Um I don't think it's I, I think it's a weird thing to say this early in the year. But this might be a must-win for them um, with that division. You don't have out. a lot of you don't have a lot of easy games left. One and three, the Saints. Not that they're a weak opponent. They're not, I think they're a mediocre team. But I think this is a game you have to win. And I think Bill Belichick knows that. I do think they get the job done. And I, this is another game. And I'm usually not an over guy, but I like the over in this game as well.
4: Yeah, I'm taking I, the over. I, I, I'm taking the over in this game as well. I'll take, yeah, I think, like, I think I'll, I'll take the win in this game.
3: Uh, I honestly, I, with Judon
2: out, Judon's a linchpin to that defense. So I can't, I can't just rule the the
3: Patriots taking this one. The, my, my personal, my bet in this game, most likely Patriots team total is 20 and a half. Um, I think 20 and a half is a great number. And I think that over hits, um, fairly.
1: So no, I, I, no, that's fair. Um, No, I have, I have Patriots daily over as well. Um, but my caveat is they actually – I think they're going to start Zappy. If not, th- he's going to come out of the second half.
0: <clears throat> and we'll see what they do with Carr. <clears throat> at this moment, yep. looking at the injury report, we have Derek Carr not listed at all. So, I don't know. We will see. So, expect him to start then, and I think that makes a big difference.
3: Okay. I, I, I do think – I, I hasn't, I'm sorry. I want to say just one more thing about that Patriots okay. game. Uh, the only, um, oh, Hayden with the Jets too. Um, I think this is a Zach Wilson type feel where all the pressures on you. You gotta ball out. We saw Zach Wilson do it last week. I hope we see Matt Jones do it this week. That's my opinion. And
0: any, okay. any, any worried about um the missing players for the Patriots in this?
3: Definitely on defense, it's going to hurt. Is Julian? He's officially out, I believe.
0: Yes, officially out.
3: Yeah, Yeah. that's huge. Yeah, and And, and Christian
0: Gonzalez at this moment is doubtful.
3: Yeah, and Mac Jones is going to have to score in order to keep up. Um, I think the Saints are actually going to have a good offensive game, but um, yeah, I think I think Mac Jones is going to have a similar vibe to what Zach Wilson just did on Sunday night. And to be honest,
2: I'm probably low balling the Saints. I want to say 24, but I really feel like it's going to be a low scoring game.
1: Me
0: too. So we all we have a rivalry game in the Baltimore Ravens going to Pittsburgh, and Baltimore is opening at minus three and a half. Give me Baltimore and the points on this one, and um, as long as Matt Canada is in there and making you run, um, making you run drives at making you pass at fourth and one or whatever you want to do with that Um give me Baltimore continuing on with some momentum
2: I'm going to take have- the Steelers 23-21 Uh it's uh those are like you said those are tough divisional games Um and the Steelers are really good at home so I'm just I'm going to give it to the Steelers on 23-21 very close uh yeah, just a close ass game. Probably win it with a field goal.
4: Thank think uh, Baltimore game. The points
2: the
3: I, I like the Steelers getting three and a half. Um, I think they win this game outright, in my opinion. Um big Mitchell Trubisky guy. I I I think Mitchell Krubisky is gonna Kenny's not out. can he, he, isn't he, is he doubtful though?
0: I'll confirm he's, that in one moment. They're like Kenny they, he Pickett is questionable at this moment.
3: I think the other thing I will say, like I like the Steelers in this game. Um, Mike Tomlin said last week that some changes are going to be made. I trust Mike Tomlin, um, and I think he's definitely going to make the proper changes needed to take Matt Canada's hands off this offense and let them go to work and see what they can do.
1: Oh, bro, I got um I got Baltimore winning tight, so I'm not going to have them cover, but um no I think I think Baltimore's on a roll I I just have grave concerns about their ceiling where they're going to end up at the end of the season that's all
2: all
0: right Houston is going to Atlanta Atlanta opening at minus two I think Houston gets this upset and give those points to them
1: oh I, love- to you. I I love Houston in the upset Houston yes e- yeah I'll, easy spread right, at just
0: right. plus two
1: yeah, plus two. Oh, my
0: God. Could be a lock.
1: That's a, blow, that's a blowout. I think it's going to be somewhere around a 30 to uh, thirty to 20 game.
3: Not even really, worried yeah, about I, them being on the road. I
1: really yeah, don't no, like that at all.
3: Yeah, I, I really don't like a side in this game. I don't know who I take. Um, I, I do like the under, though. I do think it's going to be a slower played game. Yeah. Um, and I, if I had had to say it, I guess I'd say Atlanta at home, maybe. But I, I really mm. don't like a side in this game.
0: I see. I see.
3: So, Hayden.
4: Sorry, what was the game?
0: We have Atlanta it and Houston. Houston.
4: Uh, Atlanta take, opening a take, minus uh, two. I'll, I'll take Houston in this game with the points <clears throat> in the spread. Carolina thirty like thirty to, to twenty three.
0: Carolina's 0-4. They're playing the one the three and one. Detroit Lions. Detroit opening at a big margin of minus nine and a half. Oof.
2: I got I got the, the Lions taking this thirty eight twenty-four. I'm giving the Panthers a bit more points than I think I should, but yeah.
4: Blowout. I'll, I'll take a Lions thirty one to twenty. Yeah, no, I got
1: Way, I I think you guys are missing this. I think I think Detroit's going to win, but it's going to it's they're not going to cover. I think nine and a half's way too much. Um, we we said in the earlier part of this this show that um you know they've been keeping all these games close and making incremental progress. I think they're going to be right there neck and neck. Um, it's going to be a one score game. I think it'll be like thirty one twenty
3: three. I I think the Lions win this game fairly easily. Um, I I think in dominant fashion. Um. I, that's my take. I just I just really like this Lions team this week. Uh, Carolina don't know what they are. twenty seven seven,
0: yeah, I think uh Detroit's gonna be able to cover that steep um that steep spread. And speaking of steep spreads, we have the New York Giants going to Miami and Miami is opening at minus eleven. And it pains me to say, I will take Miami in the points on this one with it, with, the, with those speedy, with those speedy receivers, the giants defense is not going to stand a chance. They're going to score all over them. If Daniel Jones continues to play conservative could play conservatively. We're not going anywhere. You have more options than Wondell Robinson. This is going to be ugly. It's, it could be an, another embarrassing loss. Um, Again, clearly using my head over my heart on this one, but give Miami and the risky spread at minus 11.
3: Yeah, I think uh, I, I completely yeah. agree with Matt. I, I think I, my bad, I, I I just think the best thing the Giants can do is leave their playing at Newark. Just keep it there and don't even. <laughs> <down>. <laughs> you know, like
2: legitimately, and I, mean, I, uh,
4: I actually out. think this is a game the Giants are going to cover the spread. I think it's going to be a good game. I do. I think it's going to be like a 27-20 be, game. Giants uh, going to
2: keep close game. I think the Dolphins are going to
4: scrape. Y'all. This is like, a this is a game everyone's go. counting the Giants out. But I think the Giants going to no. Close. He,
2: I think the I think the Dolphins are going to scrape y'all. I mean like straight up like gum under a table scrape like <laughs> forty-five to nine. I think the only points y'all
1: score are field goals.
2: Forty-five, I agree.
1: 45 to nine. It sounds crazy, but the only I'm points kind I think of, y'all score. Are field goals. I'm kind of closer to bars. In this, be in this regard because. We're we're talking about how the Giants are like gonna keep it close, keep it close. But Miami just got embarrassed. They're trying to they're trying to bust ass this week too. So I, I think that it's gonna be somewhere along the lines of a blowout, honestly. Okay.
3: <laughs> hmm. 35-10, fine. 30-38-10, <laughs> maybe stick a Sanders field goal in there. Yeah.
0: The Cincinnati Bengals are going to Arizona. Both three and one both one and three. And uh, Cincinnati's opening at minus three. I'm going to give Arizona the upset on this one. I think um, this too. is going to create a major <laughs> panic in Cincy at one and four. And um, they're able, they have been able to capitalize. And I think they'll be able to do that against a team that's really in a uh, dangerous place. Give me Arizona.
2: 21 I'll take
4: uh, 24-21 um, Arizona. I'll take Cincinnati in this game uh twenty-one
3: eighteen. I I that's a that's a great score, Hayden. I I really think uh Vegas is dead on with the spread of three. I got Cincinnati by exactly a field goal. Like that'd yeah. say like a 17-14 final we'll score.
1: I had I had Cincinnati twenty seventeen. I think you guys are both spot on and so is the spread, so so is Vegas. I just think this is like life this is this is season saving for Cincy.
0: all right the Philadelphia Eagles are going to Los Angeles to play the Rams Philly's only opening at minus four and a half
1: yep I like that spread a lot I'm actually I'm gonna be right here right now I'm taking the Rams outright I expect them to make the upset at home
2: (laughs) I also agree with uh, Alex, on that one, to be honest, I got it like shit. I wanted, I want to say thirty. I want to say thirty to twenty-seven. It won't cover the spread, but, but like, I really feel like the Rams take it field goal.
3: Um, you know, I, I, uh, I, I'd have hundred percent have the Rams in this game. Um, you I also have, have... this
4: game over the Eagles. Wow, it's crazy.
3: I do. I it's just <laughs> great. Crazy, I but. I have the Rams outright in this game. Um, I think the Eagles defense has allowed some points. Um, and I think Matthew Stafford's and Cooper Cup, possibly playing this week. I think he's probable, maybe, could still questionable as of right now. Yeah. Um, but I I think the Rams will win this game outright.
4: No, I have the Eagles winning this game. So I think it's gonna be a pretty sizable margin. I have been winning like thirty-one seventeen. So I don't know.
1: You don't. You don't think. You don't think McVeigh can outcoach Sirianni?
4: No, I think. I, I don't think, think so. I think Philly's just too. I think Philly's too talented. they got exposed. The Rams.
1: They got exposed last week. You give McVeigh seven days to prepare. I think he could cook up something to beat them. I,
4: think I think we'll, see. we'll see. We'll see. I just think Philly's too talented of a team So really
1: No, I'm, I I agree with you, but that's not. That's it's only good for one week. We'll I
3: think Sirianni's we'll the best coach in football. Um, that's my opinion. I think he's unbelievable. <laughs> Um, but he loses this game in LA.
0: I'm gonna side with Alex and Nico on this. I do think the Rams pull off the upset. And um, remember, the Eagles have a weak secondary, and you're gonna have allegedly a returning Cooper Cup and Nuka out there, and Tyler Higby's actually been playing well as a tight end as well. A little above average season for him. Atwell. It's it's gonna to be tough. So give me the Rams and uh, they if, 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 will cement themselves. come back,
2: they got a two-headed monster. If Cup come back, they got a two-headed monster.
0: Here we go. The New York Jets are playing the Denver Broncos at the Mile High City. Denver is opening at minus two. Give me the Jets. I think we'll mm. be able to pull off the upset here.
4: I agree with Matt. Give me the Jets 24-21. I'm not commenting on this game because I have too much invested in it. So, um, no, nah, you got to make a pick. Like, you got to make a pick. Nah, I can't. I don't, I make actually don't want to make one because I make a act- pick. Make a pick. I'm, uh, it. i i not pick it. I'll pick the Jets because I, my fandom, not because I, not cause that's who I think is going to win, but I'll, I'll pick them because of my fandom.
0: Cool.
3: Thank you. I, 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 this is a game where I don't like a side in another if, one where I, if, if I, I was think
4: a better, if I was a better, I'd tell you to bet the Broncos because the Broncos are coming off a game in which they had a big comeback and they have Russell Wilson and a Hall of Fame quarterback with a coach who's an offensive mastermind coming off a comeback victory. Um, all the praise is going to be on Zach Wilson. I think this is a game he comes back down to earth, and I actually would, if if I was a better, I would tell you to pick pick Denver at home.
3: Yeah, no, that, that's that's a good take for me, like, and I and I appreciate you. I like how you stay true and still rolled with the Jets in your pick, though. But you still makes like you the, you're still the fandom,
4: But if I'm if I was betting the game, which thank God I'm not, because I, I I I don't bet against my team. I would I would I would that's probably take Denver.
3: Yeah, no, I I I personally, um, this is another weird game where I think people. Um, it's going to be a sneaky shootout. Um, I think Zach Wilson has confidence going into this week. Obviously, Denver has confidence in the comeback. Um, I think it's going to be like a higher scoring game than people expect. But I do have – I have somebody winning this game 27-24. I don't know who it is, but I have somebody winning this
1: game (laughs) 27-24. I'm right around 21-20. Uh, Jets walk off uh, field
4: goal. I think this is going to be a 30-27 game. I think he's going to be a lot of points on this game. Actually. I I rescind my pick.
0: I I realize you know what? Living in this area for a long time, when people think the Jets are finally going to overcome, they fall flat on their face. It's going to happen again here, so I take it back. Give me Denver in the points at minus yeah, two.
4: Smart. Can never go wrong with history.
0: Yeah, sorry, bro, on that one.
4: But it's going to be
0: okay. You know, the Chiefs were a joke franchise for 50 years. It took them 50 years to, to win a Super Bowl too, and now they're a dynasty. So sports is just oh, so weird like that. But you do have to get the right people in. So I don't know. I don't know. I'm waiting for the Knicks. And that'll be a sorry for another day. But we had the Kansas City Chiefs going to Minnesota. No reports of Taylor Swift being there. I mean, you got to admit, if she's going to Minnesota to watch Travis Kelsey, she is into him. But or she's really into this publicity. But regardless, we have the Chiefs only opening at minus five against the Minnesota Vikings, and for a team that is not known to cover spreads, despite their dominance. I'm gonna go with if I had a gun to my head. Give me give me the um Minnesota Vikings plus five but I think the Chiefs will win.
4: I'm taking the Vikings in this game flat out. taking Vikings money line I'm going oh um, Viking's uh, are gonna win this game 30 to 23, uh, he, had mentioned
3: it. 23. <laughs> he had mentioned it earlier on the on the show um mentioned out Minnesota and we were discussing about that. Um, I do like Minnesota plus five and a half. I do think they went two out of the next three with um, this game upcoming against the Chiefs. Then they beat Chicago and they beat San Fran. I think they either beat San Fran or the Chiefs outright, but I do think they covered um, this game and will cover the game for San Fran. But they're going to win one of them outright. I just don't know if it will be this week.
1: Right, I got the Chiefs winning, but they're not covering. Um, I'm somewhere around 28-24. I pretty much got a one score game,
0: too. Two classic franchises are going at it on Sunday night. The Dallas Cowboys at three and one, the San Francisco 49ers at four and oh. Let me ask, what do you think the spread is? San
4: Francisco minus three. Close. San Francisco minus minus four. minus four and give me uh, I, I, I know
3: this i knew the spread so that's i don't reason, that's that's a reasonable spread yeah
4: and i think um, they'll be able me, to cover give it. me the four, give me the 49ers
2: 24-18 give me the 49ers 38-35 i think it's a shootout but the cowboys lose to a field goal
1: oh i got to blow i got i got 30 to 14 um san francisco I just think they're going to keep it rolling, now, and I think Dak's going to be uh, in for a long night.
3: I like. That. I, I think this is the, this is one of my games that I think is going to be one of the better games of the regular season in the NFL. Um, I do think it's going to be a twenty four twenty one San Francisco final. Um, odds makers got it right on again. Vegas never loses. Ooh. And okay. then
0: Monday night. The Green Bay Packers are playing the Las Vegas Raiders. The Green Bay Packers opening at just minus two. Give me the Packers and the points on that one.
1: <laughs> you just said that Vegas never loses unless you're talking about this fucking team. Yeah, yeah the I'll, Vegas I'll Raiders
4: I'll take Vegas in
2: the playoffs, <laughs> I got I got Green Bay winning by three. Justin, uh, Justin, Jordan Love has really proved himself to be like. Let's say, let's say, uh, the Green Bay finds themselves down in like the I mean the fourth quarter with Justin Love having like five minutes on the clock. I'm putting my money on Justin, uh, Justin, Jordan Love. Like, legitimately, he's shown me like twice that he could do it. Jordan he's Love. that guy. Over
4: there. Jordan Love. Yeah. yeah, I kept saying Justin. My fault. <laughs>
3: No, this is not, this is another game where um I have my favorite play in this game as a better is uh, Packers team total over twenty two and a half points. Um, I think they hit that fairly easily. Um, I could see the Raiders competing and the Raiders getting some points as well, but ultimately I do have the Packers winning and covering this game in Vegas.
1: I got them winning a low scoring game,
3: 17-10. Oh <clears throat> man,
1: Packers, Packers, yep.
0: This is this is. You were born a couple couple of decades too early, Alex.
1: Might
0: as well Hmm. bend over now. Oh, (laughs) man. Someday, someday these we all cheer for loser franchises for some reason. And someday we'll know what it's like again to actually see some champions. But until then, we have to get through week four, week five of the NFL season. Week four is done. And I can't wait to talk about this once again a week from today. Alex,
2: Nico, not as bars long as a Jets, haters. Giants, or Raiders fan.
0: Yes, it's not going to be pretty. Sorry, I just had to. But you know what? Let's enjoy it. Have a great weekend, everybody, and kill it out there. Bravo, you gentlemen. Great stuff, you studs. We appreciate all of you. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasts and platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding this show across all social media platforms. We're on Instagram, at Productive Conversations Podcast. Twitter, and next, at Pod, And check us out on TikTok, at Productive Conversations, and Facebook, at Productive Conversations. Back! Back! Back at it tomorrow with College Football Week 5. As we head into the month of October and games are getting more crucial than ever. We'll talk about Notre Dame's bounce back win against Duke. The battle between USC and Colorado was closer than we thought. Some more of these... Heisman Trophy candidates are starting to unfold and appear and show why they should get that amazing trophy, and we have a lot of other things to get into in the world of college football, so we'll see you tomorrow with the crew there. Also, just want to let you know, starting next week, and I'll have more information, especially on Friday's show, we will be twitching, so... On top of everything we do, on top of, you know, releasing the episodes on YouTube and releasing the episodes on all podcasts and platforms, including Spotify, Apple, Pandora, iHeartRadio and all of that, we are going to be live streaming every single podcast moving forward. And this is just a new way to get a new audience, introduce a new platform, grow the brand, and we're really excited for it. I have been testing it and... Our Twitch does work. I just have to figure out a few other kinks to complete the process once and for all. But it's going to be very good and very exciting. If you want to follow us early, follow us on Twitch, at ProdConvoPod. That Twitch is at ProdConvoPod. And we'll start a live stream starting next week. And... It'll be eight thirty every night, every night of a show, and it's gonna be great. So we will look forward to that. I'll have more information as the week goes on, and let us enjoy what's about to happen. So I just want to thank Nico Nocera, Hayden Nadler, Alex Ranelio for coming on the show today. I want to thank the great people all over the world who support us. Thank you for the greatest fans and listeners who support us no matter what. And I want to thank Dolo Renegade a.k.a. Alex DeJesus, for what he does behind the scenes. And we love each and every single one of you. So thank you for supporting us. My name is Matt Brown. I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. Don't forget to check in on your friends and family. And I'll see you tomorrow talking college football. All right, see you then.
2: Peace!